Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of the Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Shit monkeys and hellfire, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing today? My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is episode 176. I have no idea why I started off talking this way, but here I am. How you doing, Steve? I am fantabulous. Fantastic. Okay, I gotta stop talking like that, or else it's just gonna stick. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna say something right here, please. Steve, you and I did something this week that we don't normally do, and that's actually see each other in person. We did see each other in person after a long hiatus. Yeah, yeah briefly, but still, you know, there you were. And looking handsome, Mike. I gotta say, you're, you're a spelt young oh, man. Oh, likewise, I appreciate you're that. You're a spelt young man, sir. Yeah, we actually spelt. we actually uh, met up and went to this place called the Full Circle Brewery, guys. And we watched, we, no, no, no. I think we witnessed something great, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, like I'm I'm dead serious when I say that we saw a rockin' performance. It was a short performance, and I wish it could have been longer. I mean, that's not anything against them. It's just the way it was. But uh, Steve and I went to go see Volk this week, and God damn it, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm not telling you, you know, first of all, I was happy because I got to see my friend Steve, but then we got to see our friend Chris, and they fucking smoked it. But we'll talk about that in just a second because I'm being kind of rude, Steve. I'm sorry about that, man. You should have really stopped, cut me off and like told me that I was missing a very important part of this whole podcast right here so i'll go ahead and get back on track hey ladies and gentlemen our friend is back a friend of the show he's been on many times he's got a fantastic voice and he's here to entertain the shit out of you i'm sure of it because we're going to be talking about some important stuff and i'll talk about that once i introduce him quinton roberts from real zodiac podcast sir my friend how are you i'm great thank you for having me guys it's so good to be back you okay yeah that catch you drinking something man no no yeah maybe <laughs> uh, yeah i can hear it I'm sorry about that. You know what I did? I did that thing to you that the uh, the servers do at restaurants where they fucking wait until you take a bite you of like some eat. steak. Yeah it's, or, yeah, it's common courtesy. You have they to wait eat. until you're like, th- yeah, you're three chews in and then they come, how's your meal? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Sir. It's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Anything else you need? I'll go ahead and yeah, I'll just step away now. I didn't really need to do that, but here we are. But yeah. Hey, welcome back, man. How you doing? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm awesome. I, I missed you guys. I really did. I'm so glad that I was able to Likewise. catch your, I, I listened to your show with Chris and then I listened to your show recently. Um, I'm, I'm, I was just so happy you guys reached out. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff and yeah, just kind of shoot the shit with you guys again. If we're going to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a very heavy show regarding music. All right. Because we're going to be talking about get back the Beatles get back on Disney plus and I don't think I would have slept well for like a week and a half if we didn't invite you on. Q. This is kind of your department. <laughs> I appreciate this it. is his department. Yeah, like more so than myself. I, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to start off strong and then you guys are going to go into the heavy of it. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'll just keep <laughs> but that's OK, because, you know, if we're talking about get back, I think we all learned a lot this week watching this thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Right. So, yeah, that's to come up. That, that'll definitely come up a little bit later in the show. I mean, we're, we'll, let's not blow our loads just yet, ladies and gentlemen. All right. No, never. I mean, if you guys want to, that's fine. I'm not you guys because you're recording with me. But the, the people listening, if you want to blow your do it. You know what? Multitask. Have the ball. Yeah. Me? Sure. I, I can't do that. I'll, 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 I'll zone out for a while. And then I got to take a nap. <laughs> you, you can't multitask? Come on, dude. I got. Well, yeah, I'm getting old. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Got to have that nap afterwards. <laughs> oh, of course. Nap and cigarettes. It's really... It's a problem for me. I don't know. I don't know. How are you, hey, you guys, your load's healthy? You guys doing good? 
you know what? Things are things are <laughs> rocking and shooting as they should. Nice, <laughs> nice. Shooting acoustics off the ceiling and stuff, Q. I'm sure that's what you're doing. Yeah, right? of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was my pastime in the '90s when acoustics was a thing. <laughs> How about you, Hudson? I know you really want to get into this conversation. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Everything's working as planned. Nice, nice. Hey, can I tell you guys a little story about how I almost killed my family this week? Please. All right. So I got this new car, Steve. You know the car I'm talking about. I got this little Subaru action, right? And it has this app that comes with it. And I should already know what the app is called because maybe people need to know this. So that's why I'm going to pull up the app. If you If you're a Subaru owner. Uh, it's just my Subaru. Okay. So when you get the car, they give you this car, you can, you can set your temperatures and pre-start your car and all that good stuff. Right. Which is fine. And it's been, it's been very nice over the last year. But, um, I went to work the other night and, um, my, my, like my normal habit is to like five minutes before I'm going to go outside, I'll start my car, warm it up. Uh huh. So it's like, it's like, uh, I found out you can go to 10 minutes. Right. And, uh, it was like 1150. I get off at midnight and I start the thing up. And it's going for like a good four minutes, right? Uh-huh. And then I realize that I took the other car to work. So, what? So in my garage, <laughs> in my garage, <laughs> there's this fucking build-up <laughs> carbon monoxide. And 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 I'm like, oh shit. So I call I call Gail and I'm like, hey, you know, she I woke her up. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, this is what I just did right now, so, so I won't repeat the story. I just, I just did this. Please go. And so she goes into the garage, dude, and it's just like the silent killer is just like completely just like that is so hits her crazy. in the face. So she opens up the garage door. She's like, "Yeah, you dipshit." So here's the thing. I mean, like accidents happen, right? But doesn't that seem a little scary? Like I'm approximately, I don't know, 15 minutes away from work. Should I really be able to start my car from 15 minutes away? Yes. Oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, like that like, freaks me out. That was. A, yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, is I, I just always take my car, but she needed it for whatever reason that night. So, you know, I didn't really think about it. It's just like muscle memory or whatever. But yeah. like I could have killed them, dude. What if I didn't? I mean, what if I had just like started it? I guess I guess in 10 minutes you can't really 10 minutes you really can't kill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just was. It's just a weird situation. Real you know, or like what if like, you know what? OK, how about this dog door? Garage dog door. What if the dog had been in there? Could have killed the dog. Yeah. Ten minutes? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I'm just saying. this is If he was like sucking on the tailpipe, yeah. No. You you think? I don't think so, dude. It's a a, a contained garage. It takes much more than ten minutes to kill yourself. I've heard. (laughs) But a dog? That's like a mini dog? I don't know. I'm just just saying. Because it also would have shut off. You're really fucking my story up right (laughs) now, Steve. You could have just like, went with it and let everyone else go, hey, you know what? He's a dumbass. But now everyone knows no, I'm a dumbass, you, including Dan, you guys. Was, you're fucking stupid, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. It was just it was just odd to me is all I'm saying. I just feel like that's so far away. It is. I guess now as I'm as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, yeah, I guess I am a dipshit. But because there's only got a 10 minute car limit anyway. But it's just strange to me that you can go that far. You know what I mean? Now I'm just trying yeah. to like back. You know how Homer Simpson backs into the bushes? That's how I'm trying to get out of this fucking story right now. But um, anyway. <laughs> good story, though. Yeah, I don't know. No, and really, was it, though? Was it? I don't know. It was. It stop was. talking now and let you guys talk about the Beatles. No, it was Bye, everybody. <laughs> but when you started out saying, do you want to hear how I killed, almost killed my family? Well, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, you know, I thought I, I did. I, I guess hypothetically, if your car malfunctioned yeah. and kept going. Yeah. 
and then someone opens the door yeah, you know, I'm for just gonna... it to come into the house? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you almost killed your He's pet. doing that thing he does, ladies. He's doing that thing. <laughs> he talks to me like a fucking third grader. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a lot of things could have happened, sure. You know what, Steve? Eat a dick. That's all I'm going to say right I'm now. just saying, like, you're right. You almost killed them. No, I didn't. I feel, I feel, you know what? 2016 Dan would just edit this out, but you know what? I'm keeping it in because. Hey, you might as well. And here's they, the thing, too. I'm actually sharp today. I don't know what happened with that. That's what I get for just struggling for material. <laughs> struggling for material. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to put something in my phone that I probably should. I'm going to see how long it takes to die. Oh, okay. Do it. You know, well, let's teach people something and, and erase my. Yeah, let me ruin my Google search history for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, good, good, good. No one's telling All of a sudden, get a. I, Exactly. They're going to call me and be like, just wanting to see if you're okay, Steven. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, FBI. Just wondering how you're doing. Just sending you a text with like those eyes, the emoji eyes. <laughs> Looking all hot. Yeah, funny. Let me see. How long car running die? I'm thinking midsummer right now. Yeah, I you know? said, yeah, you said midsummer, that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, that was a oof. But now I want to know. How long? Says, let's let's put it to yeah. How long does it this says take? A long time, and it won't be fun. <laughs> it says a long a time, stupid. Yeah, you have to. Well, because oh, yeah, you start getting dizzy first, right. and you're like, "Why am I so dizzy?" All right, all oh, right. So I long time. so I spoke in hyperbole too soon. No, you did almost. Yeah, I totally did. If time wasn't a thing, yeah. Like if yeah. I just if it just ran infinitely, uh-huh. or until and the then, gas ran out, of course. Yes, and then it knocked down your door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the, and then they slept walk. Into the garage and laid by the absolutely you could have definitely yeah so see I could have right variables but it could be done (laughs) fuck you Q seriously you know if needed this is what you wanted to get out of it (laughs) dude's like I almost killed my family fuck everyone right now (laughs) I gave my brother a paper cut almost killed him (laughs) he could have bled to death ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Jesus all right let's get out of this one I'm sorry isn't your daughter in college. Yeah, but she's still my family. <laughs> the, but my the family, other family. No, I, no, I, I thought there, she though. was in college now. I thought she was at school now. I don't know how she got there with a dad like me, but oh, you know. But no, but I still had, I still had people in the house. I'm just, you know, what? Let's move on, please. I, I, we now we're getting to where I may have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. Let me tell you how I almost destroyed Earth. <laughs> so I forgot to recycle. I knew you, were you know the butterfly effect, it. right? <laughs> Some Final Destination shit right there. I almost did uh, <laughs> Hey, if a butterfly flashes wings, shit goes down. Hey, hey, you never do. I just watched Final Destination again. <laughs> Holds up, by the way. Yes, it does. It's actually a fun I movie. totally forgot about the train, the train uh, uh, beheading. I was like, oh, that was dope. Go ahead, Q. What were you going to say? <clears throat> so I was driving to... Uh, my wife's house, this is whenever I was in college and I was visiting her for the weekend. And I was going on a highway that you can only go, I think, 55. So mm-hmm. I'm driving, you know, doing my thing. And there is a semi in front of me with Ooh, like, uh-uh. like wood, well, like the logs, mm-mm. you know, in front of me. And, you know, I, I've i seen uh-huh. Final Destination. And so I was just like, look, I'm just trying to be safe for me. So I sped up yes. and passed it, you know. Immediately see the you lights. got pulled over, dude. Immediately see those police lights, and so <laughs> I get pulled over, you know, by a state trooper, you know, and I'm I'm waiting, and he comes up to my car and he's like, "License and registration, 
So I give it to him and he goes, do you know why you were, or do you know why I pulled you over? I said, uh, yeah, I was speeding, but like, look, I have, I got to tell you, you know, he's like, okay, why were you speeding? I said, have you ever seen Final Destination? <laughs> and like from there, he just didn't care. He was like, here's your ticket. You know, like didn't even give me a warning or anything. So oh, like, he didn't give you a break. No, so like I could tell oh. that like maybe he's heard that before or, you know, maybe he just doesn't like films. He doesn't understand. He's, he's never heard of that movie yeah, for he, sure. Or he just hates me. This car 44 coming on in. We got ourselves a dipshit on the side of the road. He was speeding in a breakfast. Can you believe this shit? Like he, he said that he was afraid of the movie. Final Destination. That wasn't even a good movie, if you ask me. But I'm gonna go ahead and write him up double. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, give give him another ticket. <laughs> write him up double. That's funny, Q, that you say that too, because uh, I have that fear ever since I've seen that movie. There's a lot of like uh, construction going on in Fresno, and there's always rebar trucks, and it's the same oh, yeah, thing. Yes. I'm terrified of rebar, man. Can't do it. That movie fucked me up a little bit in a good way. It's just a, it's a great movie, but I mean that's. Right, that's like uh, sticking the landing. If it sticks with you, how many years later? When did that movie come out? Oh, it had dude, to be like two thousand two, yeah, like yeah. early two thousand. Yep, that movie's got legs for sure. It's good. I have to watch that one again. I think, and also Devin Sawa is the actor that looks the least the same right now than he did. I didn't even know he does not look like the same human being now. I didn't even know. I was like, why are they interviewing this random guy about Final Destination? I'm like, that's him. He has transformed into another human, more so than Kamel Nanjiati. He is another human being now. Really? I'm What's like, wow. the latest thing he's been in? Because oh, I'm drawing dude. a blank. No, I'm saying De- if you just Google Devin Sawa 2021, he looks nothing like he did in Final Destination. Nothing like he did in Final Destination. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if later on they came out and said, oh, by the way, that's not him. His cousin took his identity and everyone bought it. It's been an imposter. It, right. For sure, dude. He doesn't look like him. Let's go Devin Sawa. Be ready to have your uh, mind blown, Dan. You're going to be like, that's well, I'm going him. First, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go 2000, what, 20, okay. 2006, maybe? 2000. 2000. All right, let's do that. 2000. There we go. You're going oh, yeah, to like, oh, yeah, yeah. a fine young lad. Okay. Now let me yeah. go 2021. Brace yourself, dude. Brace yourself. 21. All right. Dude, he doesn't even look like him. I mean, yeah, he does. I don't think he looks anything like him. You're kind of exaggerating a little bit, but I see your point. He's aged. Yeah, you're going to make him feel bad too? No, but people age normal, but they don't turn into a different person, though. He looks like a young, handsome other guy. Like he could have been his brother. But I don't. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to toggle like, back that... and forth to see if you're really uh, hitting the no mark. No way is that him. Uh, 2020. Okay, here we go again. 2000. I don't know. Q, are you seeing this? He's like, I don't give yeah, a fuck. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I think you might be reaching a little bit. I think bit. he's reaching a little bit. Like, you know what? I don't think he's Now you're reaching like too, him. sir. It's, he's the same guy. He's just older. Hell no. <laughs> if he would have been like, I was in Final Destination, I'd have been like, which he, one? No, he looks like he actually was in Final Destination. Like, he's definitely look, he looks more seasoned, you know? Obviously, that comes with age, but yeah. you know, I, I feel like that, I think he still looks like a good looking other person. Okay. Well, yeah, I think he looks good that as good as he did in the movie as he does now, but I don't really see too much of a difference. Really? Yeah. You're making it sound like he uh, looks Chinese now or something. You think Kumail made a bigger transformation than him? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Really? Yeah, because like it seemed like even I mean, I know we kind of go over this with the with the Kumail thing a lot, but like even his facial structure changed. You're, you know, you're not lying. It did. <laughs> He's got a hell of a jaw on him now. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah, that thing is chiseled. It's yeah. weird. And I don't think your face is supposed to do that when you work. Yeah. Was he lifting weights with his face? <laughs> yeah, it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> he definitely got on that steroids. Hey, speaking of Marvel stuff, or at least Kumail, did uh, anyone get Spider-Man tickets this week? Oh, hell yeah. Q dude. got them. Yes, dude. I got dude, tickets dude. too, man. Well, my I should say my wife my wife got them for uh, the six of my friends, or the six of us. It, it's my friend and my and his girlfriend and his little brother and my wife and then my little brother and I are all going together. They're coming from Boston to see this movie with us. That wicked. sounds like a wicked good time, sir. <laughs> you like yeah, apples? I cannot wait. <laughs> well, I just saw Spider-Man. I like these apples. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what's crazy is in Fresno, these movies don't. I mean, listen, I'm trying to think of the last movie where it was like good luck getting tickets. I think it was probably Endgame. If it I'm was being for sure. It, that and Aquaman, maybe. Mm, oh, nah, maybe. I'll just say maybe. But like, um, for sure it was Endgame. But like, it wasn't any, even close when it was like Shang-Chi or Black Widow. No. But you know, you figure Marvel, people are going to come out, or Eternals for that matter. People are going to come out and see them. This movie, I look for the, because I like to go on Thursday night. And, mm-hmm. you know, because most of the time when people go the first night, they're really going to like shut for up. Sure. Or, you know. And I barely got in. Like, it was crazy. I had to I had to do a 3D, which I'm not really crazy about, but really? I wanted to see it. And so we got oh, some dude, 6 o'clock tickets. That could be good. It should be cool. That I mean, it's be good, though. It definitely looks like that's the one to do with all that, uh, that Doctor Strange shit. I'm sure that'll be a really cool thing. Right. Yeah. But every theater is packed. And I have a feeling the last time I remember, it wasn't Endgame because I was like, wasn't stupid. I'm like, I'm just going to see it. And then I'm going to be yeah. in and out and wait yeah. until the, the, the crowds die down. But I remember one. Uh, what was the last movie we went to? Oh, of all movies, it was freaking uh, Baby Driver in this town. Really? I remember that. We couldn't find. It was a Saturday afternoon. and We couldn't find a theater all night long. That shit was just like completely sold out everywhere. Wasn't so even a good weird. movie. What's that? Wasn't even a good movie. Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't worth all that. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. totally fine. Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was, it was, it was it sounds like we're doing a review. It's fine. It's fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get in anywhere. So this is really impressive, man. I'm wondering what this this movie's going to do some serious damage. You put that in combination with people being out for Christmas break. This movie's going to make so much money. Dude, it's over. Like I my hype level for this fucking movie is is the highest it's ever been for anything that's ever come out. Yeah, I knew you were going crazy, man. Like, yeah. How, do you have just one set of tickets? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go see it at least 17 more times. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kind of play it out, you know. But the big reason is because, I mean, I'm doing the, I'm doing a huge review with five other people for my show. I can't wait to talk about this. And it's just going to be so much fun, man. What day is your is your movie showing on, Dan? Thursday at 6 p.m. Oh, snap. Look at this guy. Are you looking on the app to see if I'm lying, Steve? No, no. I was just wondering when I was like, we're gonna, I'm going to have to see it. for. I wasn't even thinking about buying tickets. Because if I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm telling you, every theater is like, I mean, you know, you can still get the seat that where you're looking straight up at the screen. Maybe. Right. It's been, it's been a few days, but. There's I'm actually really, I, I got a ticket. There's a bunch of tickets left on that. Oh, you're going next Thursday. Or the Thursday the of comes the out, 16th. The 16th. Oh, on the 17th, yeah. they have a lot of tickets. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes with people just walking. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm still you know, not going to go see it on Thursday. I'll probably just see it on that weekend or something. On Friday. Why, are you afraid? Are you afraid of the coronavirus, man? No, I just, uh, you know me and crowds, bro. Yeah, I know you. And Except me. for Endgame. 
<laughs> in games of the crowd. That was the crowd one, man. Yes. I, I don't know. I think yeah. this is the closest we're going to get because didn't they just sign on uh, Tom Holland for four more movies or something? There's talk of it, right? Three, yeah. Three more movies. And I, I have theories that I can't wait to talk about on. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously not trying to self promote. No, no. Show. I was going to say. Go ahead. I was going to tell you to go ahead and just talk about your show because I was going to get there anyway and I was about to do that. But please do it. You know, since you're face fucking us with your show, please go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. Have you guys heard of this show? Oh, Oh let's stop everything and talk about Q's show. All right, Q, go ahead. No, I'm playing. Please. No, honestly, I'm just fucking with you. Please talk about the show. Um, well, the only reason I mentioned it is because, you know, the real Zodiac is doing this retro reel collection for Spider-Man. It's our first one ever where we're not like diving into a certain genre with the Zodiac. We're just kind of going through every Spider-Man movie, um, starting with Sam Raimi's, you know, first 2002 one all the way to No Way Home. And like we uh, are, are probably by the time this is uploaded, you'll. The Spider-Man Far From Home review will be up. And then next week we're doing a we're doing one where it's all theories. Like it's gonna be just everything that I've heard, everything that I've uh like gathered from the internets. Um I'm like super excited. I have so many theories on what they're gonna do with his next trilogy, which is obviously gonna be college Peter. And a lot of it I think is gonna tie in with like uh him getting the symbiote, the black suit. Um, I mean, it's just going to be a darker series than what we got here, but like, I am, I'm over the moon excited to see what we're expecting. Cause I know we're expecting great things with, with no way home. And I know, I, <clears throat> I know I should, I should have a little bit of just like reservation because, you know, I, I was pretty hyped for age of Ultron and I left that thinking, was that the movie we were supposed to get? You know, like I, that is one movie. I, I hate was that feeling. Like not happy with it. That's, I hate you that know? feeling coming out of the theater and you're just like, it's, it's yeah. Right. What happened? Th- that was it. But so like, I am trying my best, but I can't like, I seriously bought a fucking sweater and I'm trying to see if I need to buy these $25 pair of socks <laughs> for Spider-Man. Cause I'm so excited, you know? And like the, for the show it's just been doing wonders, man. And, um, right now I have a co-host, her name is Beth and she's really been helping me, um, recently and, um, we're, she's just been great. And I mean, 2022 is going to be, uh, I mean, not to give anything away, but it's going to be a very different year for the real Zodiac. Like we are, we're hitting it, you know, like we're, we're not giving up. There's one thing I can say about your show, man. It's, it's, uh, kind of always evolving in some way. You know, right. Yes. Yeah. I say a lot of things about the show, but I'm saying it's, it's one thing since I've known, cause I met you through the show and I've just seen so many different, you know, um, you just keep evolving. So I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad that you're all pumped out. Oh yeah. I appreciate that. I really do. And I need to get you guys on. I need to get, I want to get you guys separately cause like I, I've always talked to you guys really together, except for a little stint when Steve and I did some, uh, some Beatles stuff, you know, like our solo album, right, Steve? So, yeah. so, oh, it's it, coming back around. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so like I just I I I'm really excited. I'm really happy to just be able to like be a part of this community and group and get to like experience this stuff along with you guys as fellow geeks, you know, because I live in little old, you know, Cape Girardeau and you know, there's nobody geeking as much. You know, they'll they'll say, Yeah, I can't wait for Spider Man, you know. 17 or whatever and i'm just like all right man just 
just like big fan. Let's go. There's all these guys in town. They're like, hey, you know, Quentin. Oh, that dude that geeks the most. Yeah, I know them. (laughs) They they mean you mean that freak. That dude. geeks the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Steve? Let's revamp the show a little bit. Okay. I don't know what yet. I was just wondering that. I was like, okay. I'm not saying go crazy. Like, we're not going to start talking about sports and stuff like that and just change the format. But let's just, you know, let's put some new curtains on the thing. You know, new new end tables. Okay. You know, maybe some flowers in the front room, something like that. We're going to just flowers in the front room. You know, you got to create scenery, man. Let's just, uh, what do you got? You got any suggestions? Uh, Hardwood floors. Hardwood floors. Yeah. Maybe some tile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, 2022, everybody. It's going to be, just wait. Call it 2020 new is what I call 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 do <Still> buy over. <laughs> hey, Steve, I don't want to uh, kind of like gloss over the other night, though, because I want your impression of Volk. What did you think? I know that's not your scene. You came out and I was uh, really surprised that you did. I mean, there we've missed more, gra- like, what am I trying to say? I don't want to make it sound bad. Like, we've missed, like, we missed Hollywood Horror Nights. You know, mm-hmm. Halloween Horror Nights. And that's mm-hmm. that's a big event for us. And, you know, you were unable to to uh, get the day off or whatever. But you managed to get the day off. You came out. You showed up. You, I think you rocked out a little bit. I've never really seen you watching live music before. I thought Volk was really good. I really <laughs> did. I thought they were fantastic, man. I was impressed. That uh, that pedal board that he has, that Chris dope. uses. It's really dope. You guys got to blu- see it, man. Bluetooth one. It was nasty. So what was this Bluetooth uh, monitor? Is that what he was doing using? He had a Bluetooth amp and a Bluetooth pedal board. Nothing was connecting him to the amp or the pedal board. That's crazy. The one I know we I heard you guys talking Bluetooth, but I guess I just didn't pay that much attention. The dope. pedal board itself, the one that we were looking at on the tape, pedal is board the was like, yeah, it was it was connecting to the amp. That was what he was blue. That was where the signal was going to. I'm assuming. That's crazy. It was amazing. That's crazy. It was amazing how he was freaking it out. And I was like, and I said, man, how far does that go? And he even admitted, he's like, me walking into the crowd really was stretching it. So, Hmm. but he didn't care. He's like, whatever. He was so good. He was, he's a natural on stage. He and Elliot both are naturals on stage. Oh, for sure, dude. From the drum, she's killing it. She's like a Karen Carpenter over there. Because here's the thing. I like went and saw the white, I saw the white stripes like years ago Uh at uh, the Greek theater. And, you know, they put on a great show and everything. But, like, I was telling Steve earlier, and please correct me, maybe even prove me wrong here. There was, like, bass sounds coming out. Like, when I saw the White Stripes, I did not. It was just, like, that distinct sound of a, maybe because it was, like, an open arena. But it was, like, that distinct sound of just drums and guitar. There was no bass to back it up and, like, you know, kind of beef it up in the, in the background. But I felt like it was there when we For watched sure. No question. I don't For know sure. what they're doing over there, man, but that's some really, really cool shit. But I'm very impressed. I just want people to know, like, seriously, like, I, I wouldn't blow smoke up your asses. I give compliments when I feel like they're due, and these guys are so good live. So if you get a chance to catch Volk on the road, really check them out because, you know, it's it's a it's a shorter set, but they're playing with the Delta Bombers and the Necromantics, and it's a great show. I would recommend you check it out and get there early because I know they, they tend to start a little bit early. But uh, just an amazing I don't know. They just got it, man. That's all the best thing I can tell you. They just have it. Like Chris is a combination of like Tom Morello and I guess Jack White, really like they, they just it just feels like that. Like it sounds like that. And they're using the same equipment and the same kind of sounds. And it's not a ripoff by any means. Like he's totally doing his own thing, but it's fucking awesome. And she's got a fantastic voice. And I just think they're a lot of fun. So, you know, 
I know we've been talking a lot of Volk, but I just can't get enough of him right now. So please go see Volk on the road. Thank you to Chris who just showed up and, you know, rocked the town for a little bit and then he just Killed went on it. his merry way. Yeah. Killed Fun it. shit. Fun shit. Bought some merch and everything. Steve got a little merch too. I did. I got a t-shirt. Got a couple t-shirts. Sure did. I got a couple t-shirts too. I also bought a vinyl. Now that I, that I did not know. Well, it's because I didn't buy it there. I had to like buyer's regret as I was driving home. Cause I was meant to buy it. I'm like, I don't want to carry it around. I, you know what I mean? Like you're in a, you're in a live music venue. It oh, just I seems like, yeah, for it sure. seems like crowds and vinyl just don't mix. So I just said, oh, I'll come back and get it. And then we had to leave. So uh, I had to go online and get one. I just had to, you know, the funny part about it. What? I don't even have, a, I don't even have a turntable yet. <laughs> you don't have a turntable. Oh, you got to get that. Oh, I'm getting it for sure. Good. That's, that's definitely, I'm hoping that's on my, uh, under my tree this year, but we'll see how it goes. Look at this guy. See if Santa brings me a turntable. I want that. What, what should I get, Steve? I would get a turntable that also plays CDs and MP3 and, and uh, uh, connects you, to your phone. Like an aux. I mean, I guess that makes sense for me because yeah. I don't think, because I have this, you know, this huge collection of CDs that just are just sitting there. So yeah, I guess it CD, would be. Get, make sure you have a CD player with it. But I have all that shit on digital. So I don't know if it's, it's a. I guess it just gives me an excuse. I, have, I can keep my stuff, right? Well, yeah, but my sometimes people will be looking through their your CD and be like, ooh, play this one. And they might take it out and put that in the... They're like, okay. Oh, you know what? Actually, I will. That's a good idea because there's a soundtrack that I've been listening to this week. And I had to listen to it by like a playlist okay. because they don't... You know how like sometimes they just don't put them out for whatever reason? Absolutely. You can't get it in, in a certain format. So um, That's fucking annoying. It really, really annoys the shit out of me. Have you ever heard the Garden State soundtrack? I, I No. God damn it, no. that's a good soundtrack, dude. That's your, I mean, the movie is just okay. I don't know if you've ever seen Garden State with Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. Yeah. It's it's a movie. But the soundtrack is phenomenal. And it was all done by Zach Braff. He chose all the songs and everything. And dude just has great taste. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Listening to The Shins. You ever hear The Shins, Q? Oh, I love The Shins. Yeah, man. I've been listening to New Slang and Carrying This Creepy like all week long. Steve, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send you that playlist, Steve. I think you would dig it. Like, it's perfect for a day like this, which you guys can't tell what I'm talking about, but it's just like nice and gray outside. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's gray. It feels like it's, uh, we're getting close. It doesn't really feel like a winter day, but it's, it's kind of gray, overcast. Chill, mm-hmm. at your, chill at your house, maybe fold some laundry and listen to this fantastic soundtrack. I'm going to send it to you, Steve. Okay. I want to know what you think. You know, I wanted to tell you one of my, <clears throat> I should say my favorite movie ever is like part musical, part, I mean, Heavy, heavy ass drama. It's called Rudderless. I think I probably mentioned it to you guys. Rudderless. Rudderless. Yeah, Rudderless. Huh. It's got uh, Billy Crudup, um, Anton Yelchin, rest in peace. Oh, rest Selena in peace. Gomez. Selena and, Gomez? Uh, Selena Gomez. <laughs> and this is your favorite movie what? of all time. If you want to come what? and get it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No, nah. I'm going to tell you right now. She doesn't sing at all <laughs> in this movie, you know? And so, like, it's Billy Crudup. Being a cut up. Being a cut. <laughs> Sorry. I love Billy Crudup. He doesn't get enough love, man. But uh, it's the director <laughs> directorial debut of William H. Macy. You know the guy. Hey, yeah. I love William yeah, H. Macy. It's his movie. It's his love. It's his love. Like, it's his child, I should say. And so, like, uh, there's no soundtrack. But, like, I mean, there's, like, two songs yeah. that they release. But the rest, I mean, there's probably, like, eight songs in there. And... What this band did that I found on Spotify, they just they just did it themselves. They're just like, you know what? If they're not going to make the soundtrack, we will. And I'm hey. so happy they have, you know? I mean, obviously, it's a little different because it's not Anton Yelchin and uh, 
I'm probably saying that wrong. It's Yelkin, probably. I have no Anton idea. Yelkin. I always said um, Yelkin. Right, but it's 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 my favorite movie that's ever come out in the history of movies. Like, that I is love it. amazing. In a bold statement, yeah. rudderless. Here it is. I was trying to look it up. Here we go. Ah. All right. I'm gonna just put a little save, a little save action yeah, save here. Save that. It's bookmarked. That. Should we talk about it? Perfect. Huh. Hey, you want to talk about this movie? Sure. But if it's bad, we're gonna like completely crucify him, right? I Please. mean, I'm I mean, just I, I, I'm I would seriously like that if I could, uh, if I could say anything, I I would love to hear you guys review this. I I, I, I mean, would obviously I don't list. have any, I don't have any power in that, but I'm just saying, Ooh. I as as a friend, you I can watch it on Prime Video. So the 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 price is right, sir. I'll check it out. I'm gonna oh, save I'll it check right it now. out. Dude. I like Billy Crow. I like I even like him in his like comedic roles. There you go. I even sent it to you. Dr. Manhattan with his blue penis. Oh, jeez, That's real. That's a thing. I know. Watchmen. The the te- the bad watch. Well, it wasn't bad until you compare it with the recent Watchmen. That makes the other one. That's a better really. penis, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a- I would feel so weird about being butt naked on, on like a set, a, 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 a freaking show. So I just couldn't. Do, I don't know if I could do it, especially so you're when not working, you're not working with the You're not working with the proper equipment, Steve, or what? No, with Regina King around me. I'll be like, no, mine. Can you put a blue, like a green screen, and like put her on set after I dip? <laughs> do you think? In all honesty, in all honesty, dude, do you think you could do like a love scene, like a no? Scene? Do you think you could do it with, with without having in like an erection? I'm being real. Could do you think you could do it? I no. don't think you, it depends. On, if it's with like, if I did a love scene with freaking some herb, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fucking mute myself. <laughs> That's not even a problem. <laughs> Can we get the herb on set? <laughs> Steve, Steve is ready. Steve is ready for the herb. I'll be like, oh, here we go. This herb. As he takes the towel Hi, Steve. Off. I'm really glad to meet you. I'm oh excited. my god. I'm excited to do this scene with you. I would be like, call my accountant and make sure that check cleared. Make I've got sure. my halitosis 90% under control, Ugh. so you shouldn't smell too bad. <laughs> but, like, I know I know that they have, like, because even actors have said, well, yeah, you're rubbing up against somebody, you might get a, a woody. So they have, like, equipment to protect the girl from your wood snatcher. Your wood snatcher. <laughs> is that what it's called? Maybe that's they what it's equipment. called that keeps you from getting it. Is the wood hey, snatcher. it snatches it. Yeah. Maybe when they use one of those, you ever seen those, uh, uh, I'm not telling you where I saw it. Okay, guys, but you ever seen yeah. one of those little, <laughs> those little <laughs> I don't know. I don't own one. Let me just put it out there. Well, those little cock cages. Maybe they just put you in a cock cage. They could. Lock I know they got socks. Lock, cock sock? Yeah. They got a sock that they put on for uh, like naked love scenes. Naked. Naked? Yeah. Bucking naked. naked. Yeah. Mm, Bucking naked. Interesting, interesting uh, choice. Oh, yeah, they, they do have a, a sock, a protective sock. But yeah, I mean, even the actors have even said, they're like, yeah, dude, I mean, you're a human being. It's not even up to you whether or not it happens. It just does. That's and true. so you have to. You know, you see those scenes where there's like, you know, you got you to have some kind of self-control. I'm sorry. If like, pick your favorite actress. If she's naked, rubbing herself all dude, up on dude. you in your face and whatnot, something's going to happen. I don't understand how something's they're significant other. Somebody's going to get pregnant. Listen. <laughs> I don't understand how well, they're like know, their significant others are like, yeah, no problem. They're acting. I'd be like, you know what, Gene? No, no, no. 
Not with that kiss. He did that in bed last night. Exactly. With the tongue and all that stuff, I'd be like, no. Hey, you know what? You could be a real G and just be like Vincent Gallo in the brown bunny and just actually film a fuck scene. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't. That's crazy. What was was her name? Chloe Chloe Sevigny? Chloe Sevigny. Sevigny or however you say it. Yeah, man. Did you ever see that movie, Steve? No. Did you see the scene? Yes. Yeah, I don't think you saw this scene. You have to. It's like morbid curiosity, though. Really, yeah, right? I was like, right, oh, right, she right. definitely did that. Thing. And now she, I know she said she regrets it because she's like, that's what I've known. Not, that's now what I'm known for. I'm like, well, yeah, but she was young. Is there any chance that we can get you to have live sex on? No, stop it. I'm sick of people asking me that. <laughs> I mean, you did it's it well. Such... <laughs> but like, how do you? No, it's not a bad thing, but I'm wondering if her future interests can avoid that morbid curiosity and just be like i'm just not gonna i'm gonna pretend it didn't happen i'm with her now i'm good or will just part of your brain be like you know you want to watch it right well i mean every i told you do you watch it or do you just like because if you got homeboy i know if my homie was dating her yeah we would be sitting down and one day i'd be like dog you know right like it's yeah, on screen, right? <laughs> Every time she walks into the room, I, I think about that scene. I'm like, okay, that's all I want to know. I mean, it's the, the, there's no difference other than the fact that it's on film in it and for a movie. You know what I mean? Like the, these scenes, these things have happened with other relationships. No, and so what's the difference outside of having it documented? Oh, in that message, if you're if you're not in touch with your like, if you don't, if you have the ego, amazing, you got to be ego, secure, dude. You have you, dude. Dude, you just can't think of it. You just can't think about it, man. It's pretty crazy. I feel like you would have a hard time with that, Steve. I'm not. That I'm not saying it would be like a walk in the park for me, but I think that uh, just from past conversations and stuff like that. Dude, over the you years, told me that if someone, yeah, you were like for twenty million dollars, you would let Gail do a topless scene. I would tell you, stupid, if you don't. Not a chance, bro. <laughs> for twenty, it's cute. Hell, okay, you know what? I'm sorry, no. Quentin. Quentin, I gotta ask you, please. No, please. I, I, you know, with all Quentin, respect. Oh, I already know wife, Quentin's answer. With I all know respect Quentin's to your beautiful wife, uh, go ahead, Steve. Ask the question, dude. I, I I don't need to. I know Q's answer. Well, ask the question. For twenty million dollars, would if you're and if your wife was like, oh, I'm totally fine with it. Would you be fine with it? Yes. Being topless on yes. screen. Yes. Showing. Oh, I don't sh- know her. I did not know his answer. Dude, <laughs> what fucking world are you living in, Steve? That's crazy. A world where well, I'm twenty million dollars less. Student loan debt. Yeah. I have student loan. I have that student loan debt. Takes care of that. You have a kid, Steve. You could leave I, all that money. <laughs> I would be like, let's clarify. Would you be showing her nipples? And if they're just like, yes, I'd be like, hmm. You know what? That's ludicrous. It might be. That's insane. You it, have, it might, but only if she's okay with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she's totally we're fine. We're not talking like we're trafficking her. I'm no, no, no. The like, scenario yeah, was like is that million, she. A million percent. Yeah. A million percent. The scenario maybe, was that she was okay with it. It's silly. Mind you, I'm acknowledging oh, how I'm silly it is. I'm not questioning the silliness of it. Yes. Sure. It is silly for me to even have the hang up because we were born nude. And we should technically not even be tripping on it. But in my weird brain, it's just like, ah, oh, I feel so uncomfortable. Not to now, mention everyone has. Now, could I stop has, her? No. Everyone but, has nipples. It's not like she's showing something that's like different. I know. I've thought about that so much lately. Not okay. About everyone having nipples? Let me. Let me. No, no, no. <laughs> let me. Let me backtrack here. Um, I just think like it's so it's so strange. And look at us for three men in a in a in a room right now. But like 
it's so strange to me that nipples are such like a curse thing on women. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's, it's so weird. it's so bizarre. Really? How bizarre? How bizarre? I know for me, it's like I couldn't stop her from doing it. I would just be like, oh, yeah, you can do what you want. I'm just letting my me being uncomfortable. Just I'm just putting it out there. But I couldn't stop her. But if it was up to me, I'd be like, I'd rather you not. OK. All right. So let's take it one step further. Then mm-hmm. she goes <laughs> ahead and does it. Uh huh. What happens there? Um, we're counting the money. Mm-hmm. Are you going to count the money? Or are you going to bounce? Um, it would be, I would have to actually like go on some sort of Hindu retreat, like a Buddhist <laughs> retreat and actually get in touch with my ego and be like, dude, you either let the ego go today or it's just going to, that is a, that's a line in the sand. Are you going to be ego.com or are you going to just be like, forget it? Exactly. I'd have to do that. I'd have to do that. <laughs> What's your problem, lad? Man, my wife, she showed her titties on screen. Did you take the money? It was like $20 million. Aye, but did you take it? Why is John Lennon here? He's dead. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going I thought this was gonna be a whole thing. I was That's like, what I was, I was like, well, here's the problem is I was going? I was about ready to go there and I'm like, you know what? There's two other people on here, so I probably just stop. I was in my head for a second there. Sorry. <laughs> it's that music. Listen to that. Isn't it fantastic? It's wonderful. I've been digging that shit lately. I just put it on. Driving down the road and stuff. But you know what I gotta really think though? What's up? It just dawned on me. What? This is a ridiculous thought. Can I preface it with that? Oh, please. Technically. If a person were to see any of our women, they would be able to fairly accurately draw their breasts anyway. Yeah, accurate. Sorry, accurately. They'd be able to pretty much draw their breasts fairly accurately. Yeah. Their imagination pretty much nails it. So all they're doing is seeing what they already know. Yeah. I I think you're really hung up on boobs. (laughs) I know. I know, man. No, it's not just that. If they had to show the booty too, I'd be like, no. Of course. I mean, I I imagine it only gets worse as you go south. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not for 40 million oh here's something what if what if gail opened an only fans for her feet you'd be fine with it uh ah. much, well, okay well, well okay what's she pulling in <laughs> oh it's, it's it's just be like oh she doesn't even know how much she's gonna pull in yet she's just saying hey i'm gonna start an only fans where i do foot stuff for men and it will make sure that she has to at least file a 1099 yeah, she's getting paid for this. Show the feats. Wow. Have a good time. <laughs> Wrinkle them up. Do what the fuck you do. Dan is put, doing like, the most. Put weird hot dogs between your toes or that something. Is I don't so know. funny to me, dude. <laughs> it's just not a big deal. I don't know, <laughs> <Hot> man. <dogs. laughs> well, I'm sure so there's a fetish for that somewhere. I, yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, feet. Dude, they, I know they pull in stupid money, Jay. There's a yeah. bunch of Quentin Tarantinos out there. I mean, I'm not a foot guy, but it, it's like, I don't know. I just don't see the problem with it. No, that's not a thing. I was just wondering if you would do it. Would you show your feet in OnlyFans? You know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 50 bucks a toe. Let's go. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> a little ding, ding. Oh, you want to see the second digit, do you? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You know what's funny, dude? I have a story. Like, blur it out, blur them out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that kind of happened to me. Okay, go on. I think I told the story, though. Where someone wanted to pay me to sleep with their girl? Uh, no, Steve. You, I can assure you you I didn't tell the story. I told you that story. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I 100% I, 
I would be doing a disservice to this audience if I didn't say, please tell this story. No, a guy uh, that I knew, he approached me and said, I will pay you to sleep with my girlfriend if huh. I can watch. When was this? Oh, this is like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Okay. What was your answer? And how no! fast did you answer? I was immediately no. Were you single? Yeah. I'm how like, much? I've been like, let me think about it. Well, he didn't say a number. He's like, what, what's your prize? Yeah, I'm not talking about oh. Can I see a picture? I'd be like, can I see a picture? I knew her. Oh. She knew me, so she oh. asked him. She asked him. Ooh, she's a hot wife. And so she's like, uh, he's like, oh, well, we both agreed that she would be the one. Ooh. I'm like, That's look, in you spite of your you know? amazing taste, no. It, amazing taste. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go around asking like closer friends, you know, and be like, so did they ask you a certain question? You know, I should have. You know, I, I don't want. Obviously, I don't want to, um, you know, pull the veil on anything. But like, how well did you know these people? Where did you know them from? And you don't have to be specific, of course. Um, I knew them from church, actually. Oh, did you go Jesus? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Church people <laughs> trying nuts. to get freaky. I like it. I like it's it. Nuts. It was. It was. It was. It was. I drove home. I thought it was just hilarious. I don't kink shame, man. They just wanted. Hey! To, they wanted to have some fun with the Hudson. Oh, dude. Let me tell you something. I knew people that did even wilder stuff than that. It was just yeah. Well, that's I mean, what they do. I mean, is it that wild? Yeah. It's con. Uh, I guess you could say it's controversial. I mean. I mean it, I, if you're if you're putting it on the spectrum, I mean it's it's kind of low tier. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. technically, it's it's low. It's low. I would say compared to what I get approached with in life, it's yeah. high. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Okay, now, if true, I was true, like true. getting approached with crazier, th- like what I've seen, well, yeah. yeah. But if in my circle of, hey, Steve, I want to ask you a question. Whatever follows Shit that, yeah, exactly. If that was a <laughs> thing, I'd be like, oh, this was nothing. Steve, would you please shit on my knees? <laughs> I'd be like, did you say your niece or your niece? <laughs> oh, come on. What do you think I said, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> no, that's what that's I would ask the guy. I'd be I like, call you I'd be a weirdo. Like, I'd call like, you a weirdo after asking you to shit on my niece. I'd be like, I'm sorry, could you clarify this? <laughs> I mean, the guy, that's what I'm the saying. Guy, niece. As I'm the guy just... was like, wait a minute, I haven't thought about <laughs> Let me Let me, let wait me see your knees ask... first. <laughs> you got knobby knees? Because I'm not about that. <laughs> he's like wait a minute good question who wants stinky knees come over here crap on my knees <laughs> that is funny dude hey so i want to pull one layer back from that situation okay. <laughs> this is a weird conversation and ask you like like so i guess more importantly why mm-hmm. did you not do it um a big reason is i knew it was going to be a th- i don't think it would have stopped there yeah i agree with you but it kept on going. Well, yeah, because like if you if you perform well, mm-hmm. and this has already been a hot button for this person, yes, then obviously it's not going to be this the because you know you get better with practice, right? I mean, dude, it would have been the I, I, he would have been a very disappointed individual. <laughs> twenty five seconds. Twenty five <laughs> seconds. He'd be like, "Well, that's." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I just put on my socks right now." Gee, you're done. I'm like, "Yep, you're welcome." Holla at your boy. All right, I'll take that buddy. <laughs> Yeah, if he would have been like, I'm going to pay you $5,000 an hour, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to get paid anything then. <laughs> I would get paid You're zero. <laughs> you got change I of a five. Negative. I'd be like, can we divide that by 60? 
<laughs> let me go to my coin jar real quick. Let me go to my calculator. Two more. <laughs> yeah, if, if if it's per hour, I'd be like, well, shoot, I'll walk away with gas money. Okay, I'm still, I, I, this is just a dumb conversation, but I am curious about this. So, like, I like peeling back the layers. So, yes. we now have established that you wouldn't have done this because you know that it wouldn't have ended there. Okay? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? Are you more concerned with the fact that this one's going to catch feelings with you for you and then, like, it becomes a whole thing where it breaks up their marriage or is this you're worried that he's going to try and like shoot you when you're no, I think it's going to be a thing where now someone has something on you. No matter what you do, yeah, someone wife. has something on you. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, I can always so tell the cynical. story. I know, but people are shady sometimes. And I'm oh, like, people are shit. Okay, but let's just, I mean, but they're they're. I don't, I use this word loosely, obviously, but they're the guilty parties too. They participate. Yeah, but if they don't care, and they're just like, "Well, you know, that guy slept with me, and we paid him." They'll be like, "Oh, technically, Steve was a prostitute for a night." Interesting. You would be like, he "Hell was yeah, a male prostitute." So I would say, "Hell yeah, do it." You know what? Bucket, I mean, bucket list. I mean, the bucket that is. <laughs> I mean, not really a bucket list, but you know, it's like I'm open to new experiences. More like a fuck it list. A hey! Ding 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 ding. You yeah. made a good dick joke. Yep. But yeah, that that did happen, and it was a. Um, I was like, huh. I remember calling a friend of mine, and I told her, and I was like, "You're not gonna believe what happened." And she's like, "Oh, well, I mean, that's so." Considering who that person is, they're like, "Yeah, I see it." Ooh, what's that mean? Is that? No, like I mean, they know that. Like, once you're once you're on the a kinky side, they're like, "That person would do that." Oh, right, right. Yeah. Did know. they find somebody to? Fulfill I'm almost role? sure they did. You should link back oh. up with them and, you know, just see how they're doing. I should. I'm still friends with both. Oh, yeah? Did it? Was uh-huh. it weird after? For no. you. I'm not for them because I'm sure. They this just like, imagined it didn't happen. It was just as if it didn't, never happened. I think that's cool, man, because it's just a kink. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what you're into. Fucking rock and roll. But, like, I think it would be weird if it broke everything up. Yeah, they, they still like they still had their parties, like their little sex parties that no one talked about when you left. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was watching. Um. The Grinch the other night, the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. Yep. And they were showing the, you've, you've seen the movie, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so it was the scene where he, it's like the flashback to when he was a kid. Uh-huh. And it showed, I think it was, I don't think it was Cindy Lou Who's parents. I think it was his parents when he was a little kid. He's like outside and he's watching the, the or maybe, anyway, it's an outside view of the window is what I'm yes. trying to say, the front window. And they're putting keys into a fishbowl. The Who's yeah. were swingers. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like oh, I didn't I remember, that. remember they were slapping. They were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. The Who's had key parties, man. Huh. So that puts him into like 1976-ish kind of view. That's, that's how old the, uh, the the Grinch is probably like 40, 43. I mean, like. I would say it's it, that's pretty much a always thing. What? No, I'm but a key party. Like, I, you think that still goes down? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like key parties? Really? Oh, uh, yeah. It just seems so like this a, is. It seems antiquated. It just seems <laughs> no, like, it, hey, yeah, people yeah. didn't stop having, you know. <laughs> no, no I'm not it, saying that orgies don't exist, guys. I'm just saying the 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 protocol of a key party. I'm wondering uh, if that still goes down, or if it's just you open up the door it's and it's more all digital. But it, the idea is yeah, still digital. there. Yeah, they're they're all putting their phones in there so they don't turn their cars on by accident. Hey, <laughs> that's what you call a callback, my wow, friend. Really, really. Thanks. I buddy. love Thought it. You're on my side. Thanks, that buddy. is hilarious. And I just always thought it. you would like it. open. I thought you would just open the door and it'd be all assholes and toes. You know what I mean? You just walk in and join <laughs> and you just join yourself. 
uh, everyone bowing. Yeah. <laughs> in their robes. <laughs> Wait, what, what are I we just, talking about? I don't know. Which, I mean, maybe that, that, that makes that colors me naive, but I just thought that's how I didn't realize that there was the stool, the protocol of using the fishbowl and I, all right, looks like Janet's going with Gary. You know, I didn't realize that's the case. Oh yeah. There's a, there's, <laughs> a, there's a big, like oh, super sorry. duper kink sex, like, uh, no, sexually open community, sex oh, positive group. I assure yeah, you that groups. I am not ignorant to that. I'm saying I just didn't realize that protocol was still in existence. It seems antiquated. Dad, why, don't you, why don't you come over, man? You, come over, you, know? <laughs> you want me to bring my keys or what? What are, you, what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I would have to drive. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Interesting. All right. We all, um, this is edutainmental. I, there we go. I did not, I did not know go. this. Yes. Fantastic. Hey, Steve, you know what happened, man? What? I kind of woke up a little bit sick today. Oh no! I think the 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 crowd got me, man. They got you that sweet Rona. Oh, I don't know, man. What do you think about this Omicron shit? Um, Omicron being fish. I don't. <laughs> I I think I think it's a uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like I, I need to mute myself because <laughs> <laughs> quick, sir. I like it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I was trying to let it go too. Like I wasn't gonna like it. I, I was too. I was like some ridiculous thing. I think to there's say. still some carbon monoxide in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh no. I'm not gonna be able to think about it any other way now. Dan and Q. We all watched something together. I didn't did. finish it that we do want to talk about today. And all of us, all of us are fans of this wonderful documentary, as far as of the group that this documentary has to, you know, um, that it was focused on. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Dan, how long do we talk about it? Well, I'd only seen about kind of burned it. 45 minutes to an hour of the first episode. So not really. We sort of just, like, you know, gave some opinions and. Uh, well, we didn't really talk about the show in detail. So I feel like this is something where being it's us and being that cues our friend. If we didn't do this, this would be a lost opportunity. We need to talk about this. this we have to get out the importance of this to. documentary. You know, we're, we're talking about obviously Peter Jackson's Get Back. Yes, sir. Which is. um, You know, it's funny. It's being talked about more now a little bit. But when the first came out, I was like, I'm not here. I'm not seeing a lot about it on Twitter. I thought it was going to like shut down Twitter. I legitimately thought that, but I guess the age skews. Well, I mean, I think all Beatles fans probably thought that was going to be the case to some degree if you're like yes. really rabidly into the Beatles. But I mean, yeah, it's it's an age thing, I think. And who's, you know, um, who's getting the pop culture? Who's like actually watching television and stuff like that? I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, like I realize that the Beatles aren't ancient, of course, but I mean, I guess older folks, maybe they're not watching as much streaming television. I mean, they're 80, pushing 80. Oh, shit. That's true. So people that came up with the, you know, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to jump ahead for just a quick second is that uh, there's this one part at the end of the last episode where they uh, like, I don't really consider anything in here spoilers because it's all no, documented. This is you know real what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so we eventually get to the, the famous rooftop concert and the people there, man, it, I have to remember to myself, like, this is the Beatles. This is their current. 
it would be like talking about um oh fuck i don't know just pick pick your modern group that you like right now you know what i mean it, like they they haven't gone the distance with years yet to where this music just was like timeless to them they're they're getting it in real time so yes. like so people are like hey what do you think the beatles are you know well, the beatles are up there what do you think oh it's fine yeah it's they're very nice it's, it's lovely yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's not like holy shit there are these legends up there that have changed my life you know what i mean it was just, no. it was a very interesting way to to uh to see that in real time yes totally they they hadn't they hadn't transformed the the musical landscape over 20 30 40 years yet Mm-mm. uh at that time it was just normal uh, i didn't even think about that that's actually really smart that's a really smart i didn't even think about how yeah you know you have to let it marinate for decades Kind of, or just grow up with it, or you know, that no one had the experiences yet. Maybe some people did, but I imagine in the span of time that they were together as a band, it's not like you can turn your kids onto it and have them take it with them. It's just you know, it's just the stuff that's on the radio at the time. Absolutely, and it's so. Um, I guess we'll start with our our wonderful guest, Q, the Beatles fanatic. What yeah. did you think about? What did you think, and what were your takeaways from <laughs> it, Get Back? Um, so I, I try to be as vocal as I can on, on the old internet. So I, I do want to say that you're totally right, Steve, cause I was scouring Twitter, um, yeah. the day that the first one released the, the first part, because I was like, people are going to be losing their minds and it was just radio silence. But I True. think it was because True. it came out on the holiday that like people are out traveling. I mean, I tried watching I was like the most excited to watch this. I I seriously sat down and talked to my uh my wife's family because I was over there first, and then I was meeting up with my family later. I straight up said, "Look, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have these glorious muffins, you know, that we're making. I'm gonna get my coffee, and I'm gonna drag Courtney's grandpa into the yes. room, and we're gonna watch some Get Back. You know, like I I said that, you know, because I was been looking forward to this for a year now." From when we got the first trailer that they released on Disney Plus uh, for this, and I was like, "Oh my god, we have to wait a year!" So, I uh, yeah, I mean, my takeaway: um, this is like as perfect as you can get in terms of showcasing showcasing the band and their natural element. Which I mean, yeah, we've seen them obviously through various. Mm-hmm. sides of, of media i mean youtube videos everything <laughs> but this seems so raw and um i know for a fact that this is not for somebody who's <laughs> like yeah i love the yeah, no submarine yeah. is my all-time favorite song you know or like you know it's 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 not for the people that that just know the Beatles no. for just very surface level stuff and i mean maybe maybe that i'm i'm talking out of turn but like there's just so much here for those diehard people that know and love the Beatles that they're going to look at what they're oh, yes. doing and like tear up a little bit at oh, nothing. Yes. That's what seems like nothing, you know, but like when they're all getting into the Twickenham uh, space and they play like that first note, I'm sitting there like smiling ear to ear. Cause I'm like, this is insane, dude. You know, it's, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe. It. And then like, as as much as I hate to say nothing's happening, but something's yeah. always happening. But it looks like absolutely nothing. They're just twiddling and and just playing. But like this is nine hours of footage that we didn't get before, 
that like Peter, I mean, like I'm just looking at it in the scope of like the team that was behind this and they made magic happen. Dude. Holy crap. With everything that they did, like they turned this into a, an epic and yeah, there's, there's obviously like kind of a filter on it and you can kind of see it definitely in the later parts. Like Billy Preston looks like a plastic chic doll. You know, half the time, Dude. but like you, you got to give it what you can, you know, like you, they just, they want to make it look as good as they can. And they did. I have no issue with it, but th- did you guys hear about that Q or Q? Did no. you hear about, and in response to what you're talking about, did you hear about the technology that they used to clean that up? Yeah, I was, uh, you, I think you shared it, didn't you on here's of noise? Yeah, I just did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, well, this morning anyway, I read, I read, but it, it shows. Did you read the or watch the video that came with no, it? No, I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, check it out just because it has like a, a before and after. You can see like how much they've done. But, you know, I, yeah, it just looks so clean. You're right. It's a filter. There is a little bit of that, but I don't really think it takes away. No, not that it you're saying that I, it hope, did. I hope you don't think that I, that's what I meant. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I just um, I was just really impressed with it because, you know, not only the, the the visuals, but the audio, too. They took mono sound. And took this computer and taught it how to like recognize John's voice, Paul's voice, Ringo, drums, bass, guitar, all separately. And then it was able to like extract out each individual track. And then they were able to work with it and mix it properly and stuff like that. It's fucking fascinating how they do that. You're right. I mean. <clears throat> and they're sifting through like 150 hours. Exactly. Of it too. I was just about to say like it's so much that like. I mean, I wish I could remember and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I, I don't even know when they started doing this because this had to take years, you know, and like, dude, I'm not trying to sound very somber in, in this, but like, we're never going to get anything like this ever again. No, 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 not can a say that chance. about the Beatles dude. as well, though, you know? Yes. No, you're, like, you're totally right. No, there's it's it, I like imagine. Imagine, Imagine randomly that <laughs> I know, right? All the people, man. <laughs> that Michael had Michael Jackson had 160 hours of making Thriller. That's the closest we would get, right? You're right. And we do not have that. That is not a thing that's happening. So it's over. We're not another generation is going to have to do this with an artist that hasn't even come out yet. Mm-hmm. That's kind of depressing. Just, they also yeah. were able to like like take the uh, the conversations because they recognize their voices. So a lot of the stuff that we hear on this in this movie, where they're just having that that um, you know, I, I could see someone like that's not really into the Beatles, just like this is so mundane. A lot of the stuff that they're talking about, but like the, that's the best part of it to me, the process and everything. But they were able to take that sound and with this uh, because they didn't even at one point like George was like, oh, you're filming our conversations. He asks them mm-hmm. and. But you couldn't really hear it because it was all muffled through the sound, through the uh, the music. You know, they would sometimes play a little bit harder, it seems like, when they wanted to talk. And they're able to strip all that away. And that's how we got all of this awesome footage and these conversations. And they're, I mean, the relationship of the Beatles, dude, is something else. They're just a bunch of brothers, it seems like, that love and dislike each other. and and But have this, this magical ability to create the music like i cannot believe that when this came out and i'm sorry i'm babbly but the beatles just blow my fucking mind that these these gentlemen from what 24 to 29 created all this music up to that point and then went ahead and did this and and, and in up in like what was it like a month time they're able to shit out abbey road and 
let it be. That blows my mind. Right. I learned something. I didn't even know that that was the case, that they had actually filmed or uh, recorded those back to back. I had no idea about that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to clear my throat. Um, the, the big thing is you really have to know. I mean, I guess you could, but like you're going to you're going to experience it in a whole different way. And Steve, I, I know you know this for a fact, but like you have to know the history of where the Beatles were at this time. And like where Paul and John were like in their headspace. I mean, Yoko Ono is like very, very, very much present throughout this entire thing. And like to somebody who, yeah, like believes that Yoko Ono broke up the band and everything. Hopefully that changes some of that stigma, you know, but I really hope it does. Yeah, because like she's not she wasn't the problem. If anything, she was only the problem of like the inner struggle of John. And just how he was dealing with things. And like, he looked at her like she was a goddess and wanted her so close to him all the time. And yeah, that obviously would annoy people all the time. I mean, I get it. But like to John, she was she was everything. And so like she was there, you know, she was there by his side for the whole nine hours that you were watching. Which is weird. It is. But I like I mean, like some, you know, we what they pointed out they're like what in George brought his Krishnas mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, that's weird too. And then the only person like there's only legit one person not, not to be biased, but there's one person trying to handle business as usual, trying to make a group be a group, yeah. mm-hmm. trying to be like, we have to finish this by a certain day. So how about we do it? And it's Paul. He's the only one that shows up to the rehearsal studio as if it's a normal. Everyone else has gotten so Beatlistic that they're like, yeah, I can bring Krishna's in here. I can bring my girl all the time and she can scream into the mic. P- Paul is like, we're having a studio session and we're having a rehearsal mm-hmm. and we're having to get through this and time is ticking away. And also, I hope that everyone understands we are never, ever. There's very few artists that even belong in the same conversation as Paul McCartney. After watching this this documentary, there is a handful that deserve to even be talked about in the same sentence as Paul McCartney. He's a different human being, dude. Like, he can't get enough. Remember that part where everyone leaves and they're moving all the stuff out of the warehouse and he's like, let me go in there real quick and play something and record it. That's in, dude. After everyone that's ever been in a rehearsal, the last thing you want to do is go back to that spot if you don't have to, right? Because you're like, I'm done rehearsing. This is ridiculous. He runs back over there just to get something out of his head. And oh, he keeps, darling, he keeps that whole mindset that way All the, the entire. Time. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, obviously, again, I can't really spoil it so much for you. As, There's uh, no spoiling, yeah. But he does that as well at the end. Like they go and they do that whole rooftop concert, and they play "Get Back" like a bunch of times on this, right? And uh, you know, you could tell like John's hands were cold and, you know, they could tell it there. OK, well, we've we've done what we came to do. Like Paul is literally ready to go back down and start recording the rest of the album. Yes. Like that right guy. then. They're like, now he's that person, you know, no, I, music's listen, pours out of him. dude. They're all musical geniuses, man. Honestly. And like I could even say that about Ringo for some of the like the beats that he. Does oh, no question. Songs. No question. But it's like I really feel like in this setting, Paul is the hero. Because even though he was like pissing them off sometimes and, you know, he he was definitely, uh, at least in my opinion, somewhat of a controlling person. I feel like he did that for a reason, of course. But like he's he's the hero. 
I feel like he was the one that just could come on, guys, let's go, let's go. Yes. And without him, who knows what would have got done. There's a part where, you know, they're, they're set out to record 14 songs. That's when I started really realizing like, oh, okay, these aren't extra tracks. And like, why are they playing this song now? You know, I, like I said, I didn't realize that they recorded yeah. those albums both back to back. That was new to me. Um, but John was like, let's just do seven. Let's just fucking do seven songs. We don't need to do 14. And Paul like, nope, nope, 14. And he got it, man. Because he knows crazy. he can do it. Like, yeah. there's not a problem. Paul does not have a problem writing songs. And I will say this for all of them, though. I've, anyone that's, you know, you, if you've played in a band and they're like, hey, let's do a song from seven years ago. You're not going to remember how to play it. Right. These guys just during having fun time in a session can play songs that they played in, in, in like pubs ages ago and just remember the songs. The harmonies and everything. I'm like, dude, the harmonies and everything, the yeah. chords. And I'm like, these guys just aren't, they're different, dude, man. Steve, and they, they played every little thing. Off of Beatles for Dude. Sale. Like, George was just like, hey, no problem. Guys remember this song? Na, 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 na. Like, I was sitting there like, oh, I can't believe good I'm hearing you? this right now. You know, like, how good are I can't. How good? And then, then when he starts playing, um, oh, uh, she came in through the bathroom window. Yeah. When that happened, I pushed pause and like screamed around the house. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I said, oh. And then you hear the pieces of the Abbey Road. Um, uh, medley coming together the where they they get right to the point like Polythene Pam and once he hits the wall I'm like that's where the next because he couldn't figure out where to do next I was like where he stopped is where that next song started because they couldn't figure out where to go next they're like oh let's just put all these together and like come on you're seeing, dude you're seeing extended versions of Mean Mr. Mustard and like dude what could have been and I'm sitting here like yeah, thank God that was just a snippet. <laughs> I, yeah, gee, it's so great. It's so, and he didn't even have the the little um, the step up to the court, the ball, 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 ball. He right. didn't even have that yet. Right. I said, "Oh my, this is the beginning of a and and." But the thing is, now that you watch the movie, you can now see where those little pieces came. They were like playing. They were having fun. They're like, "Hey, we should do this right here." Yeah, let's do this. And I will say this too. Here's who he's an unsung hero. Billy Preston changed the I, the like feeling of those rehearsals. Yeah, he did. It was like a, they were like on a some good thing. behavior, G. Yeah, <laughs> they came and man, let me tell you, they weren't going to have him walk. Yeah, they <laughs> they wanted him there for sure. That dude, he came out here and played organ one time at one of our church things. Let me tell you something. Wow, Billy Preston, him on the roads. Little ideas he put, like the um, the um, uh, uh, for um, get back that mm-hmm. to where you want's been, put it doom, put it doom, but that thing, no one else would have thought about that little riff on the roads. No one else would have thought about that. I didn't even know how he did. It. I had to go to the piano and learn it. I'm like, why did he even think about that? Okay, what a think, different guy. Do you think Billy Preston ever just like looked back years later, like, man, do I have the best fucking timing ever? And he just walked into the room yeah. and got here's the gig. The, just, but he, here's the thing. The way he walked in, most musicians would have been like, hey, hey, man, play on this. And they were like, no, no, I'm good. He'd be like, oh, no, I'm so good. I'm so good that I'm sure I could hang with you guys' little songs. For sh- This, yeah, this is going to be ca- like I've played with Ray Charles. Work. Let's have you fun. Know, like it yeah, was he didn't like, hesitate. He fucking, he's, he just, he's like, no, guys, don't worry about teaching me. Just, just go, just play. And I'll, just I'll, play. I'll, That's what he said. He's like. It's easier if you just play. even George Harrison was like, I think it'll be easier if we just play and he because George was totally aware of how good Billy Preston was. 
He's like, just let's play. And the guy's gonna, he had his ear to the street. He's like, trust me, he'll catch on. Billy Preston was a destruction zone. But let me tell you also, the person, and I've said it a million times, people don't talk about how good uh, Paul plays the piano. Yeah, they really don't talk about how good he is on the piano. He's a bass player extraordinaire, no question. Wonderful melodic melodic bass, wonderful. But they don't talk about how well he is on those keys, dude. When he played Martha, my dear, I was like, oh my god, just came up with it. I mean, like he's so good. It's like he just literally just goes, oh, this will sound good with it. I and I love when he says, "This is stuck in my head," and he just gets to the piano and just plays it like it's nothing. And I'm just like. Come I mean, on, okay, dude. cool. Come on, <laughs> just yeah, no big deal. Could you it's no big. And then uh, I love that Ringo said I could watch him. He said I could sit here for an hour yeah. and just listen to Paul. They were play. just in at, like certain times they're just in admiration of each other. Oh, I didn't even know Ringo knew how to play. I didn't know Ringo. That could play. was a big surprise to me. Was seeing him get on the and well, yeah. And when he fucking okay, Adam Templeton or yeah, or Templeman, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Templeton? Oh my God, I am so sorry, Templeman. Templeman, I am so sorry, Adam. Um, I, I love you. Anyway, Adam mentioned, I think, in the leftover army, he straight up said, um, "I love George Harrison and Ringo hammering out." Uh, oh yeah, Octopus Garden. Garden. And I'm sitting there, and like I, I like I paused it, and I shouted to my wife, who like you know she. She is so over the Beatles because of me. <laughs> you know? So when this yeah. came out, she's yes. like, God, no, she's fine. Here she, we go. She watches yeah. it here and there. But like um, I said, this is a prime example of how George Harrison is literally giving the time of day to Ringo about this silly song because nobody even pays attention to his songs. And that's why he I felt that, too. I felt that in that scene, man. I felt like he was uh, like he just wanted to go and give him an extra hand just to let him know he had some more support. That's totally how it felt to me. It's like what the, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry, like not to not to step no, no, no. over what you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I just stepped over you, so I apologize. <laughs> you're fine. I I just like I seriously had to pause it and just sit there and think. George Harrison is like one of the best like songwriters in the. I mean, mm-hmm. in the Beatles, you know, and mm-hmm. and like. The fact that like he realized I'm sick and tired of just being treated like this, that he leaves. I'm sitting there like, this is insane because you hear about this. You hear about this. I mean, you've heard the stories and everything, but you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. You're hearing him say, yeah, I think I'm done. Yeah, He just gets up. Like they're, They're trying to break for lunch. Yes. I thought he was kidding. You know, like he says just that way. He's like, nah, all right. I'll see you guys. I'm going to go to Liverpool yeah. or wherever he goes. Well, it's so difficult because, you know, in any of the, any other group, Harrison is the lead songwriter mm-hmm. in any, most any other group. He's the lead songwriter. He just has these two phenom phenoms, dude, that can just write songs after song after song in the same time frame of, you know, time frame where most people would say, um, oh, I, I wrote this one song. They're like, yeah, we busted out four. Yeah. Like, they can not, just rush through these things. Uh-huh. I'm not comparing them like, you know, musically, but very much like a James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich kind of situation where they're just locked in together and there's like, we got it. We yeah, got we got it. it. No down. problem. And they have. And when you look at their songbook, you're like, you know what? You guys do got it. But 
Harrison is also understanding. I guarantee that he's played songs for other people, and they're like, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. No, he's no. like, well, then why don't these guys understand? He's yeah. like, yeah, because they're locked in. Unfortunately, Paul, and also, if you do a song and Paul's telling you how to play your own song, I'm out. I'm out, dude. Go ahead and lead the choir with your song, but how I'm doing my song is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But Paul also was understanding that, like, if George Harrison or, or John or whoever is working out their tunes, he's going to be like, okay, apparently you don't have it together, so let me take the ring. Let's go. We got to get this. Let's get, get this song together. He's not trying to be mean. He wants to get the... Don't, he might like the song, but he wants to get it done. Let's quit working on it and record this thing. And they can't stand that, dude. He, they don't like that at all. But Paul's just trying to get it done. Let's move on. But no, they're like, no, let's work on it more. Let's just have fun. How are we going to do it here? Okay, but let's, let's figure it out. Let's go. And then they'll move on to something else and start having fun. And Paul sometimes has fun with them. But he's like, well, then we're going to. We still need to get these things done, though. And I don't think that any of them liked that at all. They really didn't. No. They didn't like it well, at all. I, 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 mean, I know how you guys are like better historians, you know what I mean, when it comes to the Beatles. So I'm asking this question for me. But like, um, do you think Paul would have kept going with the Beatles if it wasn't for everyone else He's wanting there. to go? Because George seemed done. John no. seemed like he wanted to do his thing with Paul Yoko would have stayed with the Beatles forever. I think forever. so. Yeah, I got forever. that feeling, man. Because there's this, there's this part right after. I don't know if you're up to this part yet. But when uh, when George gets up and walks out. And then they come back and they regroup. They do this weird like avant-garde thing where they're just sort of like, it seemed to me like they were just sort of trying to get the stress out mm-hmm. and they're playing and Yoko's doing her ah, stuff. Uh-huh. And, and, but afterwards when they calm back down, they're just sitting there and they're just sort of talking about it. And there's this part where they focus on Paul and he's talking about like their current state and what are they going to do? And you see like this, this long shot of him and his eyes are just welling up with tears, yeah. you know? And that's when I went, Oh man, he, he's, he loves right the, let me tell you how much he loves the group. Even though it was made as a joke, he read that article. Even though they were playing music behind it, he couldn't let it go. Where he's like, the Beatles will never be the same. That bothered Paul. Mm-hmm. That even though everybody else was like, literally everyone did not care in the least bit. That crap bothered him. And I was like, oh, it matters to Paul. And I think the toughest part is when he sees that no one is engaged. Well, you know, Ringo's always going to be there. He's just a wonderful dude that's in. But he can see that he can see the strings leaving. He can see the threads being pulled. He sees it. He realizes it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. It really sucks, dude. And, but, you know, Paul smells it. And it, it just is. De- Every time I'm watching them, I'm like, it's devastating. Because you see him having fun with John and them going through their old songs and he knows it's just not going to last. And that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. It's a bummer. And I felt bad for I just felt horrible through the <laughs> through a lot of it. And it's just like, man, because now, even though you're having fun with John, how do you turn the tide from having fun with my buddy? Well, now I'm going to have to be the bad guy because now we have to get to work. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> John just wants to have fun. But now he has to be like, all right, guys, let's get to it. And they're like, oh, here comes Paul. Mm-hmm. Here he goes with his bullcrap. <laughs> like, yeah, we just want we we exactly the dictator who wants us to do the job that we signed up for over here. Like, yeah, yeah, let's get it going. I felt so bad for him, and but but yeah, it was just dude. There's so many there now. Q, do you think? Okay, you saw when they had a video when they videotaped the uh, the lady giving uh, giving one of the cars a ticket, right? No, what car? I'm I'm having problems. They showed that. a police officer giving one of the cars a ticket that was parked in front of the studio. 
And I was like, I wonder if that's a nod to lovely Rita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the meter maid. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wonder if that's a nod. Or like a cute little nod from Peter Jackson being like, I wonder how many people are going to get this. Yeah, I know. I didn't even see <laughs> that. Why so. would they even record her doing it? <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if that's a nod to. Remember this? Remember this song? Oh. Yeah, so, dude, it's just so, it was just beautiful, it man. Was, it it's, is. I mean, yeah. it's Can a I- perfect, perfect thing. Can I ask another question? It's again coming from ignorance, but this is re- going back to like the Yoko Ono thing. So there's a part where they're talking about it. John is, excuse me, Paul is talking about just the Yoko presence in the room. Okay. Right. And again, being the guy that's trying to, I'm talking about real time, what he must be, th- or I'm wondering if he's thinking this and I'm hoping you guys can kind of fill in the blanks. So, you know, they're talking about just how he's like, like, hey, they love each other, you know, like he wants to be with her all the time. That's like what he does now. But there is a part where he refers to Linda as Yoko. Jokingly. And so I'm wondering, do you think being that how like the mindset that Paul had trying to get all this stuff done that he found that to be a nuisance? I never was one of the people that said, oh, Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. But I was always coming from more of a standpoint of like, like I was telling Steve the other day. I just feel like it should have been more properly controlled. Like what would they have come out with if she wasn't in the room is my point, because John you never see Linda leave. there when they're re- you, what's that John would just be trying to leave. Like he'd be rushing to get done. No, no, no. I hear you, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if Yoko wasn't in the room and, and John was able to kind of put his focus into the Beatles, what could we have gotten? And it just makes me wonder that because, you know, as, as adorable as I found Linda to be, she pretty much stayed out and let them do their thing. Do you think that was more Paul? That's just all speculation, of course. But do you think that was more Paul going, hey, you know, hang back. I don't want to, I'm trying to set an example here. Or do you think she just had the good sense to be like, you know what? This isn't my place. Because there's literally a part in this, in this uh, documentary. It's very, it gets lost really quickly. But you hear, unless I'm incorrect about this, and I'm hoping one of you can correct me if that's the case. You hear Yoko talking in the midst of this meeting. And there's no like, you guys, you guys, it's we. She she included herself in the Beatles in that particular conversation. So I'm just wondering if you think that got to Paul or if maybe you knew already that it didn't. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's so weird because like. Paul has always had kind of a relationship with Yoko in terms of like, like he jokes with her, you know, like you mm-hmm. see that later on in the yeah in the thing. But yeah, like there there has to be that just that wall of like you're kind of stepping a little too far mm-hmm. in. And I totally get there's that. always truth to every joke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So like and especially with that conversation you were talking about, I mean, I was sitting there like, OK, yeah, this is where it does come out. Just like the frustration that they have towards like, God, Yoko is always there, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not wrong. You're not wrong in thinking that like there's obviously. Yeah. I and mean, there's always been uh, a hindrance there. And. I'm just trying to put myself Q into the position of what if I was in the room in the band? Oh, yeah. would I want that? I don't think I would. No. I would not ask Gail to come and sit with me while we record if we're trying to get shit done. But again, I'm not John Lennon. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it was just a I just kept thinking about that because I really was like, I, I, you know, Steve knows I just Yoko Ono just kind of annoys me all the way around. <laughs> There's just some people that do and some people that don't. Yeah, but right. That's yeah. that's it's always been my thing. Well, so I, but again, I, I never thought, oh, she broke up the Beatles. I just always thought that John enabled her so much that it had to be a huge nuisance for the rest of the band. In, in my whether, opinion, whether they liked her or not, in my opinion, like I believe that. It's not, I don't think it was a Yoko thing. I think it was, if John was focused, Mm -hmm. 
Yoko wouldn't even be an issue if John did everything that Paul needed. Like if they were all just like, we need to get these songs recorded. But it was a series of things that just John does. He doesn't want to really focus right now. He's not in. He's fine with the Beatles, but he's like, if it lasts today, fine. If it ends tomorrow, I don't. It's it's whatever. All these things. And now you bring this. So now it's just like, well, it didn't matter. If you brought your dog, if you brought a buddy, if you brought anyone, it's just one more thing you're not doing. That's it. It's like, it's not about Yoko. It's about John. John's not focused. And now he's bringing these things in too. So it could have been anybody, anybody he would have brought, anything he would have done. Paul just is like, you're not, it's a John issue. Because if John did everything, Yoko could have just been everywhere hanging on every word. But since John is focused on music, Paul did, he wouldn't have cared. You're like, as long as we get it done, it's fine. But that's just one more thing that's taking John's, for sure. needlessly taking John's uh, uh, attention away from what he already isn't paying attention to. Yeah. That's, I think, what it is. Because the only thing that matters to Paul, the only thing, are his brothers, the Beatles, and the music. That's it. And if something is taken away from either one of those, it doesn't matter if it was Yoko or anyone else. He would have been a little bit annoyed. The fact that he was able to joke with Yoko at all, in my opinion, shows how cool of a guy he was. He's exactly. just like, look, as long as we get this done, we're fine. I, sat there I have so much there. respect for Paul now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul is just like... The ultimate man. He's just Dude, the ultimate. Seriously, we just didn't. I watching him like from a like a musician standpoint, the stuff he was able to do, the the creativity he was oh. able to have at the drop of a dime. He came up with "Get Back" in no time. That's kind of my favorite scene, by the way. I was hoping it, we were going to talk about that. That's probably my amazing. favorite scene. Amazing. It's amazing what what Paul can do. The fact that he did that. And also remember, he did it on his own while everyone else was kind of talking and then they got involved. That would have happened regardless. Because he's like, I'm getting a song out of this because he can't leave it alone. If something's in his brain, as you see, he can't let it go. He's like, oh, this is a thing. This is something. And so he keeps on working it. And you hear him doing some sort of verbiage that'll work. And some sort of vowels and, you know, he's trying to do these consonants and what sounds good with this. And finally he gets get back. And the dope thing about Paul is he doesn't worry about like, I wonder what get back means. No, it works. These Uh, two work songs, these two words work together. Later on, he tries to put a meaning on it. But the only thing he knew was these two syllable or words work together on this, in this uh, uh, tune. That's it. Yeah, I think it's just beautiful that that's how he did it. He's like, yeah, they work together. So let's just have fun and write along with it. It's perfection watching him work, dude. Perfection. Do, do you mind terribly? I know this is a little on the long side, but honestly, I'd love that scene so much. Can I just play a little bit of that Go part? Go for it. All right. Paul McCartney figuring out Get Back, ladies and gentlemen. It says, feeling the pressure of the deadline, Paul looks for the next single. What is about to emerge will become the next Beatles single. Amazing. This is out of this world. 
Uh huh. It's fascinating to me, dude. Seriously. It is. <laughs> and you hear when it locks in too. Like I'm sure someone's like, "Oh, turn this off," but just listen. Calm the fuck down and listen. You see how he just veered off into something he's not going to use again? Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. It's so genius. But it's cool because you're watching George and Ringo go, hold on. This hold is a on thing. a second. It's yeah. something to watch. Yeah, it's really cool to watch. Boom. Done. He's so smart. It's almost done. Well, there's like, nope. And he's nope, never going to do that again either. And just a couple minutes later. Come on, Paul dude. just came up with one of the most. And mind you, hold on. Listen to uh, the genius of Ringo. See what he's doing there? I was going to talk he about that. He changed it into a little drum roll thing. Yep. Uh-huh. That is That's what I'm so saying. dope. Because, uh, uh, correct me, it's 2-4 beat. Right? It could have been, right? It could have been a dude, 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 dude kind of a, situation. It could be either a, four, a long 4-4 four, four or a 2-4. Yeah, so... You know, I mean, listen to how much that changed. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because that's what blew my mind. It's like he, if he would have gone with that, yeah. it completely changes what the all of us. Of the song. Mind you, all of us would have done that. And he's because it's no. the most obvious thing. Yes, exactly. It's the most obvious thing. But no, that's why Ringo. That's why I said earlier, like Ringo's fucking genius for some of the fills and some of the just the the riffs that he comes up with. I mean, who would have thought to just roll it? It's genius. Ding, 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 ding. And another thing I thought was really cool was the buildup that John decided to do with that song where he's like, you know, no, hold on a second. Build that up. And they go from just, just starting up, you know what I mean? Almost like a cold open kind of thing for a song to just, just like ding, 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 ding. And that was genius. Fucking genius Beautiful. to do that. Beautiful. It is a, this is, I think this is a great rallying call for even if you don't think your band is going anywhere, record everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. If you have a melody and no lyrics, you literally should just say the first thing that comes just, to your mind. And just, and just record, videotape everything. Because one day, if you're a touring band, even to say you're just a moderately successful one, mm-hmm. and you're like, remember the days when we used to do this? Instead of saying that, you can watch it yeah. and be like, that's right. I remember us doing that song. Just always reinvigorate yourself, remembering where you came from and be like, you know what? Let's keep rolling. I remember us being in that little weird rehearsal studio coming up with these songs. Let's not forget how we did it from Jump and yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. This is just a beautiful, awesome, amazing way of, again, now I, I hate being biased because a lot of people are like big John fans. It's just I skew, the, my personality skews Paul. It always has. I'm with you. It always has skewed Paul. It has always been like watching him create, even if it's like a, I'll, I'll YouTube uh, like his song demos because some of them get onto YouTube and just hearing how he works things out. The thing about Paul's songs, they always start like some of uh, anyone else's songs start kind of like, oh, that was goofy and you made it great. His song almost starts at an eight. Yeah. It starts there. And then he just cleans it up to a 10. Right. They just start when his melodies are just inherently like oh i'm gonna remember that melody because it just starts at a place where it's like it doesn't come out of his system unless it's accidentally addicting it doesn't exit his system unless it's and it's just like man watching him do that is like you're watching a god work 
Do you think, Steve, being that Billy Preston was a musician, established musician that he was at the time, do you think he appreciated being in that room? No, no question. That, do you think he realized he was in front of, like a front row to genius, basically? Um, he, did, he knew he was around good people, but he played with Ray. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, was Ray so wasn't good. really so, not saying he wasn't impressed, but being around Ray, that's why he was able to sit at that Fender Rhodes because no musicians impressed Billy Preston. Like there was nothing that those Beatles could have done in that room that would have blown his mind. Nothing. That's why he was able to be like, is Billy Preston going to be here today? No, he has a TV show. Nowadays, no one would have done a TV show if the Beatles asked you to play. He was just like, yeah, I got a thing to do. And these four dudes are just, you know, or, you know, they're, they, or, you know, these guys want to play. He was just playing with a friend, George Harrison. He was just doing a thing. He was not blown away until you see some things that they do and he'll start smiling the old musician smile where the you're old, like, oh, yep. that's yeah. pretty dope. Oh, that's in the pocket right there. <laughs> He's like, that's pretty dope right there. Like yeah. you see him smiling. You're like, okay, yeah. we're having, now you got Billy thinking, oh, these guys are, they're yeah. good. He liked Get Back. He really liked Get Back. He's like, he was jamming. Okay. And that solo he took. <laughs> Gee, you could give me 80 solos. Number one, it's in, isn't Get Back in E? Uh, I, I hate it. E. Is it an A? I thought it was E to A. It might be A to D. But I hate those keys. <laughs> and there was no key that George, that uh, Billy Preston shied away from. I hate those keys. <laughs> I would have been like, is there a transpose button on this right. thing that I could put to let's B flat to or A? Yeah, let's <laughs> is there? I hate those keys. But Billy was like, I'm going to rock this soul. And he did. And it was just beautiful to see uh you know him you know coming in there and they were a little intimidated by billy yeah until you know they all kind of locked in but you could tell like in those days the musicians that paul looked up to were in the circle of billy preston sure those are who paul looked up to that's why he chose um I remember when he wanted somebody to redo his song he chose earth wind and fire to redo gotta get you into both he picked them He's like, I want those guys to do this song. And mind you, it came out amazing. He has an ear for, because I mean, he has an ear for what he likes. His The people that he loved listening to are not necessarily the people that I would have imagined Paul McCartney listened to. He liked those Motown cats. He wanted that Motown sound on his bass. He wanted that bass sound, that Motown sound. It's just, dude, we hey, watched a mate. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you can hear it in his voice even during that time. I mean, oh, I know he was, sure, I know Paul would hit the raspiness, you know, throughout his career, but, and it's obviously just my opinion or at least one of the opinions out there, but like, I felt like he was in such top form when he was singing oh, that dude. raspiness. That's my dude. favorite Paul right there. That's that fucking raspy bluesy way that he was singing. And it's, yeah, you can just hear it. You know, if I mean? you want to hear was, Paul singing his, about to say, <laughs> go ahead, go if ahead. you want to hear Paul singing his butt off now, mind you. This is just one of the ones. Like, really just being able to hold a tune and be beautiful. Listen to Junk. Listen to how well he sings Junk. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, Paul can just sing. Because he does this harmony at the end that you're like, that is a gospel harmony that he just pulled off there. He is just a singer. But he will. he never sung again like he did on Junk. That was a special 
song he did right there. If you I want, would actually play a little bit of that, but I know it'll just get us pulled on YouTube. And also, you'll seconds. just yeah, yeah. If, junk will get you pulled. If you want like a, a total opposite of that, where like it is him hitting those notes that you that you love. Listen to a woman, mm-hmm. a why? Such a great oh, fucking dude. song, dude. Dude. Well, I guarantee you that will be happening because, as, you know, I know you guys are like massive Beatles fans and I've already said this before on the show, but like I love the Beatles, but I have this new appreciation that is basically Q. I think I'm where you were a year and a half ago or something right. like that. Whenever you really started talking about the Beatles, I feel like I'm there right now. And like last night we we took a drive and Gail, I don't think she realized she liked them as much as she did until I started playing it. And I'm like, see, look at all these songs that you're singing. Like, you know, these songs, you know? So I, I don't know. I guess I, what I'm saying is that like, I'm going back and I'm listening to all these songs again, and I'm really trying to like dive into them as opposed to just having them out there. I've never studied the Beatles. I've just listened to the Beatles and I'm sort of on this massive kick right now where I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Dude, it's remember when you're watching these gentlemen sitting down that these are the people that wrote, um uh freaking like Paul out of his brain came yesterday. Yeah. God, you know what I'm saying? Out of his it. brain Michelle. These songs came out of this man's brain. Out of his brain like these guys put together these guys sitting there put together a random uh not only did they say uh um um Sergeant Pepper's only heart they named themselves that and then they had one of the dopest intros to a fake band that you've ever heard before. And an, these guys had already, these, like, they're sitting there having done magic. And they're like, now, it, it, so I can understand if I had this string of, mind you, only six, seven years. If I had a string of changing the game, what do you do next? There, I, I, when people make fun of, uh, that dude said to go to that other country and play in that Coliseum. I'm like, yes, if I was him, I would have said, I would have been like, what else can you do? This is the only thing I could imagine you doing is flying people to this Coliseum in the middle of nowhere and playing for them there. That's not funny. He was just shooting for the stars. He's like, look, you guys are the Beatles. The only thing you could do now is do that thing. He brought it up twice. He's like, why don't you just go there? Do that. Yeah. Because this is who you're talking to. And the fact I that, love that he brought that out. That that they didn't even want to like play. It's not like a greatest hits, you know. No, it's all like no. We're gonna make we're gonna make new songs. Like it's and we don't dude, want them that to sing along. They, we want them to be able to hear this for the very first time and think, okay, this is them. You know, like this is what they came up with for dude, the end. It's Astron. The the okay because if someone said imagine if they said okay you have a month to do this fine that's not really what happened they blew they burned a lot of time yes so yeah. they technically put this concert together in a week and a half because they burned time and then really started in they had so much musical ADD going exactly on while they were recording <laughs> but you know what that very well could have helped them because even George says like he's like I love I almost did the impression again but he's like I love you know, being here, this is the most I've played in who knows how long. He's like, my fingers feel limber. He's I like, love you know, that. I, yeah, I love so that. like that, I think, was really like the catalyst for these two albums, man. But Just you know who didn't understand? Paul didn't understand what he was talking about. Why? Because well, Paul is stopped. always playing. It's business as usual. Yes, he always plays, as you can see. He always keeps. And so that can't even register in Paul's head. He doesn't take time off. So he was like, oh, you haven't played <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like this much in a lot. He's like, I do this every day. This is what I live for. This is what I live for. When he was diddling just for a little bit and he was playing too many people. Like you're already getting oh, ran. Dude, come on, dude. You're already getting Come ran, on, dude. man. Ah! I was sitting there like, God, ah! this, is, this is it. This is your. And the, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part, dude. Um, do you think um, at that point, who do you think the song was about? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> like then it couldn't have been. Yet about him, right? I agree. I agree. So, <laughs> I, I know what I hate to ask you guys this, but you are massive Beatles fans, and this is a show that's going out to a bunch of people. So, can you little can you maybe take away the inside joke a little bit and explain? Oh what no, yeah. About? There's a song called "Too Many People" that opens um, up Ram. Yes, and uh, you know what? Pull up the uh, pull up the lyrics, Dan. It's called "Too Many People." Honestly, if you even play just a little bit of it, I, I understand. You know, YouTube. Rabbit hole. Oh yeah, they'll they'll gang it. They'll take it. Sorry, radio silence. Here we go. Yeah. Too many people. Well, I mean, I know my guess, but I don't know if that's what. It go was. for it. Listen <laughs> to know. what he. What, what? Listen to the first things he said. Too many people going underground. Too many reaching for a piece of cake. Too many people pulled and pushed around. Too many waiting for that lucky break. This was your first mistake. You took your lucky break and broke it in two. That's John. He's like, you took the Beatles. This was your lucky break, and you screwed it. <laughs> now, what can be done for you? You broke it in two. Oh, man. <laughs> like, huh, hey, interesting. you you fucked this up it's for such everybody. A, it's, John just you, did not have focus now that you mentioned it. I mean, like, even there's a part where he's like, oh, I was up late. I was up to, like, 2 a.m. He knows he has to be recording. Yeah. The next day and they're like well then i forgot how they put it but it was it was like a simplified way of saying well then don't fucking go out yeah you gotta come to practice man oh, and you know what's funny here's i'll also give a bunch of credit to the managers and stuff that were in there or the the hand remember how they started losing a bunch of focus they would always come in and be like hey guys so what are we gonna do like they didn't oh. care that they were the beatles yeah they were like what is the plan fellas? but paul was not having that party because he was already there too right and yeah there's one part where they do that they come in and they're like hey what, what are you gonna do we got so much time to do this he's like yeah i know that's why i'm talking to john and not to you, <laughs> not you. i'm like yeah paul not you you not fucking george. get it dude not george martin yeah. i'm talking to john lennon I, but they george were martin, george right. with their times you've seen the video when they they, they pan to him and he's like shaking his foot in the doorway like guys Let's get this thing. He, he was not amused by their little, oh, let's go over old time songs. George Martin was like, come on, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get this on. He was totally conscious all the time of the time. Yeah, but he was seeing it from like a production. As know, he should. Right. That's his job to do that. But I'm saying, I don't know if he truly saw that from that. But this is what's making us do this. You know what I mean? True. We're loosening up. We're we're feeling getting each other, you know, because they're not always in the same room together. So no, that's like, true. But without George Martin, they would have just done this and put out one album. Yeah. In their whole career. And it just meandered through their yeah, whole Yeah, just career. meandered through one out. Oh, let's have, let's play this. Oh, remember this song? He's yeah. the one that was like, you have one day to get three songs recorded or what and so he kept them on task. Otherwise, this is what they do when they're not on task. Correct me if I'm wrong, but people have referred to George Martin as the fifth Beatle, right? Oh, no question. They so also be referred the to, <laughs> Yeah, they also referred to, for a while, they were like, well, I forgot what they called Billy Preston. They called him something. It wasn't the fifth, though. Hey, man, but, he was a Beatle for sure in that movie. Yeah, and I, I, 
Like, John seemed more into him joining up than Paul did. Oh, man. Can I just mention Billy Preston and fucking John Lennon playing I Want You? Best part. Oh, dude, listen. 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 I see. I Google. I think that demo's on YouTube too. That that little thing is on YouTube too. I don't even like that song. <laughs> but like, it's the adding of like every man deserves or every every color deserves to be equal. I'm just like, that is just amazing that you guys are even talking about that. Like, just in a recording, and like, dude, seeing- John Lennon talking about Martin Luther King being. He's like, imagine if he was president. I'm right. like, wow, that's looking ahead. I know. I was like, God, John. Wait, yeah, and what he was like, man, he was like, I have a dream. I'm like, oh my god, he, they're watching it in real time, and it was blowing me people's minds. And like, John Little's like, dude, did you see that? Like, I'm like, oh, he's feeling what we felt later. He's right then being like, oh my god, you should have seen it. It was just, it was so dope to see that happening. I love how they preferred a small studio setting than that beautiful Twickenham, but the fact that they'd move heaven and earth for the Beatles. They're like, we will move a studio into a place for you. No problem. I'm like, man, they are. They're getting. I mean, they rolled in a Leslie. The w- Churches trying to get Leslie's now are impossible. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, I got one. Next. What are we, what are we, what are we doing? I got a brand new Fender Rose that looks like it was untouched. Brand new. For, for who's going to play? Who knows? Luckily, Billy Preston rolled in. <laughs> it would have just sat there. Because I don't remember. Because everyone was like, like, how do you play this thing? It's not like a piano. But Billy Preston was like, let me show you real quick how to play this thing real quick. Because he's with Ray. Ray plays this Fender Rhodes. Wow. You know, we remember Ray playing the, what I'd say, like, you know, you hear that sound. And that sound changed. I mean, I, it get back. The, it became a song with the Fender Rhodes. It became a song. They even were like, that sounds good. I love it, man. I could watch stuff like that. If they said, hey, we're dropping all 160 hours in oh no specific order, you can just watch them. There goes my year. Mm-hmm. There goes my year, dude. You know, it's one of those things where it really is like a love letter to the fans because quite honestly, if you if you take away your, the Beatles fandom and you watch this, there's a lot like, oh my God, it goes on forever. But that's the thing about this is that I, I that's what I enjoyed was... I want to know every little piece of how this was done. I love watching musicians work like that. And I love like, again, with the get back scene of watching magic happen where it just locks in and it's like, Oh, well that's going to take the rest of the song. That's, that's the song that's going to be, you know, 50 years later, we're still loving the song. All of that shit was fantastic. Just the little real conversations you had little things that you, you know, it's just little things that they throw in there. Like they didn't need to put in the part with Ringo where he's like, Hey, I need some pet pills. You know, like you're just <laughs> seeing these people. He just it's wanted some uppers, man. man. He just, you're seeing these people raw and, it's and beautiful, man. you know, the whole thing. I mean, even the scene, Oh, you're not there yet. I don't really want to talk too much. No, go like, ahead. No, I- there's just this scene I really liked and it really has nothing to do with the musical process, but there's another part like many parts in this movie where they're kind of cutting loose and they're just playing. Yeah. And again, you know, the, the band is jamming. And again, Yoko steps up to the mic and does that thing, which, oh, oh yeah, really? God, it is the, anyway. It's annoying. Uh, yeah, but it's hilarious, Steve. Heather McCartney. Now, is that, was that Linda's daughter or was that his yes, daughter? It's Linda's. Okay, that's what I thought. But, you know, Heather McCartney makes sense now, but because they got married and everything. But um, she's in the room and she's messing around and she's like, like Ringo is the most patient person on earth because I forget it's what amazing. song they're playing. Maybe it was, was it Get Back? No, it wasn't get back. I can't remember, but he's playing and she's like playing along with him. Not bad. No, she kept, she kept time pretty well, but she's hitting the snare extra hard. 
And like, I think it's Paul that stops. Hey, stop playing that so hard. And Ringo's like, look at, you can see the look on his face. Like, uh, it ain't me, dude. You know, she's just sitting there playing with them. It's so funny, but she's, she's like, you know, she's just a little adorable little girl. And she's yes. like, and she's like walking around the studio, talking to everyone. And then Yoko kicks in ah, and the look on her face. You got to pull this. Oh, well, you're going to watch it. But if you guys aren't really into this and maybe you just want to see this part, this part is on YouTube. I'm looking at the link right now. Her whole face changes kind of like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then she gets on the mic, dude. She gets on the mic and starts going. Ah! And you can look at Yoko like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my shit. It's hilarious. Dude. Like, it's dude, like, I got to check that out, man. You know how like you can just see a whole thought and a look sometimes. Oh, absolutely. It's there. I assure you it's there. It's I great. Love that, dude. And that's what the uh, the. The clip is called, it's uh, Heather McCartney versus Yoko Ono. That's funny. Versus. <laughs> Never thought you'd see that in your life. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, man. It's so, it's, it, this is just a perfect, it's a, per, like you said, it's a love song, the creativity, man. It's a. What would be your favorite scene, Quentin? If you had to pick one, what's the part that really got you the most? Uh, that, very hard. I wasn't expecting that. I'm, I'm glad you're asking though, because it's putting me on the spot and making me think, but. Yeah, I mean, don't, I'm not going to hold you to it. But right. I mean, like for me, it was just to kind of give you a little extra time. For me, it was that get back scene. I already said that. It was just something about that was just so I love that song. I always loved that song since I was a kid. And just to watch that happen and the whole locking in thing for me. I've seen it many times, like, you know, playing in bands and just watching people record or whatever. This documentary, that documentary. When you get that lock, there's just something so awesome about that. So for me, that is my favorite scene. I was just curious what you guys thought. Yeah. I if if I was to put a pin on a on an actual scene, it it might be, and I know that this is totally just kind of like random in there, but it's got to be Paul and John singing. Um, she went through the she yeah she went through the bathroom window, or she came through oh. the bathroom window. Sorry, um, oh. because like just hearing them together, and like this is obviously an unfinished song, but like them putting the harmonies together, John on the piano. And uh, I mean, I think Paul was even playing guitar, maybe bass. Like it was just the two of them connecting, looking at each other in the eyes and just like, this is, this is it. This is the magic that you were talking about, Steve, that like, I don't know. There's just nothing like it. And I mean, I love that song. It's not my favorite song ever, but like she came through the bathroom window is probably one of my, it's probably one of the shining moments in the, oh, I love that song. In the Abbey Road medley. And just like the, <laughs> the different like quips that um, John was throwing in there. Like, to get a steady job, get on there, boy. You know, like it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's just not, it's, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect in its time. And you just, you really can see just how much these guys really do love each other through all the pain and, and you know, just bashfulness that they have and it is it all comes down to brothers they are brothers absolutely boy how about you steve if you had to pick one scene i would say it's so and it's not fair i know man because you haven't seen the whole thing yet so that's not really a fair question to you but from what i've seen there's a few uh the firstly um you know hearing him play golden slumbers i almost lost my mind dude just with Ringo, like, just like, hey, you know, here's an idea. You probably heard it before. I'm like, oh, my God. See what I'm saying? His ready-made, like, the stuff he's working on is ready-made. Yep. It's just him cleaning up. Uh, I got emotional when they sung Two of Us, kind of <sighs> looking at each other. 
the other song like, I've been listening to for the last few days. I'm like, you guys are talking about each other, dude. Such a great fucking song, dude. Like, that is oh, a great song dude. here for Let It Be. It's like, you guys are talking like, hey, you know, it's two of, ah! God, I'm like, it's just you two, and it was so perfect, but I just had to let it go. I was like, it was so perfect, dude. But you don't know that it is until it's done. And you look back, and it's perfect. That is one of my favorite duets, period. I love that song so much. Such that a song is song. beautiful. It's the bridge, I, uh, man. The bridge is the one that fuck that like gets me every time I listen to it because like you have the two of us. Yeah, I mean, uh, you and I have memories that stretches out at that uh, on the good God. I'm totally butchering this. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, You're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, that stretches out ahead. You know, just like the you and I have memories, man. Like that. It's just like. It's they're talking about each. Other. That's why they keep. You notice how many times they play that song? Oh, it is so beautiful. And every time they're not, they're just having fun. And it's just, oh, it was just such a beautiful thing. And it messed me up. And I was like, because only because you know what happens, you know what happens. You know, they end up breaking up and John tragically dies. And now John is just looking back. Oh, or, I mean, Paul's looking back like, it was just us two, you know? It's just, it was beautiful. And uh, that was one. And then I think my other favorite part was every time, like, when John was just, when he came, I don't like Oh Darling. I don't like that as a song. But hearing him be like, hey, let me record something real quick. And him just playing, singing it, and not really flubbing lines. He's just playing and singing. And I'm like, you could just release that. It's ready. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's really close to the actual. Because nowadays, because um, Billy Joel used to do it, Elton used to do it, but Q and and Dan, how many musicians play and sing on the recorded? Yes, cut? I didn't. Is this common knowledge? <laughs> did you guys know this? Because you are very studied in the Beatles. Did you know that they recorded? I know Beatles what? did. I knew Elton and Billy did, but did people don't do that now. They do not do that now. And I just, I'm one of those people I just didn't know. So that's just another fascinating component to this movie where it's like, I'm just blown away. And they keep showing you, like, when they do the rooftop concert, a lot of those songs from the album, you, as you probably know, came from that rooftop concert. Yeah. And it's just yeah. blowing my mind. It's man. nuts to be able to play it through and sing and use that as the recorded take. Yeah. That's like him. If you go on YouTube, you hear him playing the recorded vocal and keyboard of 1985. Uh, Paul McCartney song or it's wings but yeah he records and sings it at the same time yeah I mean I realize it's been done many times I just didn't know that those particular albums were recorded that way and it's not normal oh my god I mean honestly I'm, I'm really this may be the best musical documentary I've ever seen honestly personally speaking I just don't know how Peter Jackson was able to do this the way that he did. It's and he just did it beautifully. Like marvelous. It's the Lord of the Rings of musical documentaries. Oh, no question. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? One last thing. Uh, yeah. If you guys get a chance, um, pay attention to when John Lennon is singing Child of Nature. Because it turns into it's Jealous, jealous guy. guy. Oh, Oh my God! I was I was like, I've there. never heard this version. Dude, I couldn't believe it, <laughs> dude. Uh, Steve, I'm so sorry that like I. Oh my God, dude! I didn't mean to just freak out there. Like I. No, that's what I did. I I seriously like I was watching it with Courtney's grandpa because you know they were they were all getting ready for Thanksgiving in the in the other room, but like I'm sitting there. Yeah. And I said, dude, this is. 
I was like singing it and humming it. He goes, oh, you know this song? And I said, yeah, do you? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, but isn't it called like Jealous Guy? I said, yes, yes. Yeah. And like we had a moment yeah. there where like we paused it and said, like, you remember that album? You know, like, because that's later Lennon stuff. Way later, dude. He, he not holds way, onto it. But much he holds later. onto it. Like it's not on Yoko, or it's not on the Mm-mm. the uh, Lennon Yoko stuff or Ono. Nope. Classic Ono band. God, I couldn't get it out. Um, that's later on in Imagine, and I'm just like, and I want to know how it changed from such a spiritual song to just a normal, which a beautiful song about jealousy. Yeah. I'm like, how did you just say, you know what, skip the, bo-, you know, all this. You know, whatever I was going to write about, he really walked away from all that stuff and just legitimately rewrote the song. Mind you, I love this version, too. <laughs> I would love to just um, have this just on Spotify, like everything Absolutely. that they did, everything, every cover, everything like that's just me being obviously a fanatic. But like, um, I I can't dude i i can't even because like i was trying to think for you dan because you were saying like yeah if you don't even like i mean like if you like the beatles enough and um i wouldn't even put you in that camp i hope you know but like you you love the beatles yes but like there's people that just know a few of their songs i was trying to think what would i recommend for people who just want to see part of it and i can't like i can't think i can't do yeah it's hard you know, you, you cannot, there's nothing because it's for us. It's for it. exactly like even I didn't even mention the amazing first rendition of I Me Mine that George Harrison plays. Yeah. The amazing one where he's just showing them this song. I'm like, you're killing it, George. But they're not giving him the time of day oh, except so for pissed. Paul. I was so pissed. Paul was kind of like, huh. I think this could be a thing, but then John's like, anyway, let me dance to Yoko to this. Exactly. (laughs) There she is again. But you could tell Paul was like, huh, this could be a thing. Paul has an ear, man. But speaking of George, a little bit of backstory, guys. Yes. Obviously, he must have been super, super close with Clapton, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he mean, was enthralled with his talent. Yes, like he was obsessed with Clapton. Yes, he really was. I mean, you see it in this. You know, <laughs> we and, and again, I kind of mentioned this That's before. That's what he kept saying. We should. Bring, yes, we should bring yeah. Clapton in. And John and and Paul were not impressed. They're like, or oh, you could play. Yeah. Like, yeah, who cares yeah. about that? <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> yeah, they do not. They didn't think that he was this godlike guitar. They're like, he's fine. What was the deal with their relationship? Did he let Eric Clapton just take his lady or were they already broken up? And then they how did that work? Yeah, I think they were already uh, divorced. Were they key party in it? <laughs> Possibility. Uh, you never know. Was, was, <laughs> well, you, you know, know, I mean, you know, he was on uh, he was on a track of the Beatles, right? Eric Clapton was. Oh, I thought maybe he paid Clapton to like sleep with his. Oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy. No, but you know, Clapton, uh, George Harrison was still friends with Clapton after that whole drama. For sure. That's interesting. Hey, I they did find a friends. fun fact though. Oh, I can't wait. Cause there's a part where George is playing again. I don't know how far you are into this, Steve, but there's a part where, uh, they're just talking and George is like, I need to go get myself a new pair of shoes. He's like, I don't go into shoe stores anymore. I need to just, I just like, well, we can bring the guy to you. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I just, I'm looking for black leather shoes, you know? So tell him if he wants, he can bring an assortment of size eights. Okay, so I did a little homework, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying, 
Eric Clapton wore a size 11. So, Oh, Jesus. I thought this was going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, that is, that is a fun fact. Fun. Something that to think about. Dot fact dot. Yes. Something How tall was George Harrison? He must have been a little guy. Getting In all seriousness, I'm like, wow. Five, I mean. Size eight, know, huh? Not to hate on the small feet, but that's pretty pretty small shoe. Because so. I know Paul's a tall fella. Yeah. But I didn't really. I mean, when you look at George, he looks tall. And like, he just also, has that lanky When look. did we stop dressing up for studio sessions? Like, when did that go Holy out of shit. the. No sweatpants. <laughs> you know, it was dress shoes, dress dress shirts, you know, yeah. like vests. I was like, man. Big I coats. Really cool. They're dude, I loved every time Paul got up and put on that trench coat. I'm like, that dude looks so cool walking away. I'm like, that's a musician right there, buddy. This is also the time where people dressed up to go to the airport. You know what? You're right. You know, leaving you're on a jet right. plane. <laughs> that's, you know, that's true. That no, was a right. big event. People dressed up. You saw they wear their fedoras and their suits with their briefcases and stuff. That was and you just could tell. You could tell John got sick. He was like, I'm wearing a shirt and slacks. Call it. I may not every- even wear a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just <All> not. <laughs> He said he was going to wear the same outfit, you know, to just keep continuity. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, okay. Also, handsome lad, John. They zoomed in on his face. I was like, oh, I get it. I see why. I, I didn't get it before. Why people were like, oh, John. Lim-. I saw him like, hey, there you are, Peter. You know what's funny? I thought the same thing about Paul. I'm like, look at this guy with the beard and the and just like the way he'd come in again, dressed up in his jacket and just. Like, I'm like, these guys were, no wonder the women were going crazy for these guys. They, oh, looked, yeah. cool as, they looked cool as shit in that time. I was, and they yeah. were, they were, yeah, they were quite the young, good looking lads. Yeah. They, you know what? They should probably get a group and try to get famous. I'm sure they'd do well. Absolutely. They'd stay together forever. Right. Hey, you know what, guys? Let's rate this. Let's do it. Q, as our guest, sir, I have a feeling I know how this is going to go, but let's uh-huh. go ahead and go, let's go ahead and go with it. What do you think, Quentin? Oh, man. Um, five out of five. I need the extended cuts. Ah, thank you for playing along, sir. Steve? I will get it five. I will give it five out of five solo piano renditions of Hey, uh, uh, Old Darling by Paul McCartney. I will give it a uh, five out of five uh, Heather McCartney versus Yoko Ono matches. <laughs> Dan, I'm about to, you know what? I'm about to do something. Dan, I think I'm about to do it. Oh, no. Don't. Start. I Steve, I'm about to do it, Dan. <sighs> okay. Well, then this would, if it's what I think it is, then this is going to be the very first time it's ever happened. But you know what? Go for it. I'm giving it an end game. Wow. I, if you would have told me that, I'd have had a sound effect or something ready, man. An end game. Holy real. shit. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I'm I have anything that even go with that right now. I'm giving it an end game because I have this not- one. Here it is. Say oh, it again, Steve. Say it again. Um, Dan, I- I'm giving this an end game. What? Oh, perfect. There we go. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. I, that's what uh-huh. I was going for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah. There is nothing that no movie has made me feel this way. Wow. That's fair, Steve. Ever since I've known you, you've talked Beatles with me. So. Yes. Yes. That's fantastic. Our yeah. first ever end game. That's, yes. that's uh, wow. That's it. One for the books, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. Well, All right. I guess that wraps it up, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you so much for sticking around. Hey, Quentin, where can people find you, man? Yeah, uh, find me on The Real Zodiac, anywhere you hear podcasts. Um, if you're a fan of the show, you know, reach us at uh, therealzodiac at gmail.com. Um, we're doing some great stuff. Next year is going to be the ultimate change, and we're going to stick with that. Like, it's going to be like it's you're, it's going to be night and day. 
I'm serious. We're we're get back in the shit out of this podcast. We are going to have some great <laughs> stuff. I'm really excited. Nice. Stick with us. You can find me on Twitter at chadvader14. Um and yeah, I mean, I'm everywhere everybody else is on. So, just find me find the old Qster, Quentin Roberts. All right. That's what I'm going to call you on the in the notes. We were fe- <laughs> we were uh, joined by the Qster. That's right. Steve, any last words? This was a wonderful show and I had a blast. And if even if you do not like the Beatles, if you're an artist, you're going to love it because most artists love seeing other artists create, even if they have no idea who they are. So please just watch it. Quentin, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always nice to talk to you. Always good to hear your voice. And uh, I'll go ahead and wrap it up right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking around for our Get Back conversation. We'll be back with 170. What are we on now, Steve? Is this 176, I think? Yeah. So we'll be back with one. Yeah, we'll be back with 177 before you know it. My name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson, joined by Quentin Roberts. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 